Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Speak On It podcast. I am your host, Big Mike. It has been a fun week in sports, and we are here to recap it. I am not here alone. We are running the two live crew tonight. Got my man, the mad producer, podcast poppy in the building. We're out here. here. We are here. We're out here in a very interesting, uh, interesting playoff, NFL playoff weekend to to kick us off. I would, uh, I would say a couple, I don't say, a couple upsets. I would say a couple upsets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Giants win was an upset, but that was really the only one because everybody else was, everything else was kind of chalk. Everybody who's yeah. supposed to win one. It's just the Giants won. But even yeah. still, that game wasn't like chalk, chalk, because there was a lot of people. No, it was very much so pick them. Yeah, a lot of people were picking the Vikings. The Giants, the Giants knew what they Giants. had to do to win that game from the previous game of the season. Mm-hmm. So they, they wanted that one. They were they, perfectly okay with that matchup. They went and got it. Shout out to the G Man, Big Blue. Uh, actually, since we've got it here, we'll, we'll just bring the bracket. We'll pull the bracket right up so everybody can see. Uh, the Giants were successful, as we stated. Now they're moving on to play the Eagles, which we will touch on. Uh, the Cowboys uh, took care of the Boogeyman in Tampa Bay. <laughs> and uh, the Bengals played a very competitive game with the Ravens and the Jaguars beat the Chargers and and the Niners beat the Seahawks and beat the shit out of the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here. We've got our final eight. Uh, we will recap that. Uh, we'll go right into it. Uh, as Dylan said, the Seahawks Niners game, it was close for about a half. Seahawks. Where Anthony Seahawks. started cheering for the team. Yes, all weekend, by the way. Anthony, literally every game, as soon as he started, as soon as he took his pom-poms out for a team, the tide in the game changed immediately. And the biggest game, front runner of all time, man. This game started off because I think, yeah, San Francisco jumped out first. Yep. And then Seattle, you know, gritty, good team. Came back, you know, took the lead. And when they took the lead, Anthony promptly in the chat started yelling. Gino the God. And the Seahawks this and the Seahawks that. And then basically this happened and it all changed. And turnover. And sack. Yeah, sack fumble. Recovery. By that bad Bosa guy. That big bad Bosa boy. So that's a bad man. And because it's, it's San Fran came out of half scored to take the lead, and then on Seattle's next drive, that like pretty much what happened right. That there. happened, and then San Francisco promptly went down the field and scored again, and the game was over. You knew it. You could feel it. You could feel the energy just come right out of Seattle. That stadium got electric. I, shocking, 
I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I don't think of San Francisco as having a home field, but that crowd got loud. I don't think of San Francisco the way I think of Seattle or Philly or or even you know Giants and Jets. Like the way those crowds those crowds are loud, Dylan. I don't think of San Francisco. I know they have a big fan base. I know that. But I'm a, I'm a little disappointed in what you're saying right now. I don't know. San Francisco doesn't give me like there's no fear for me. Uh, oh, my team's got to go to San Francisco. Uh oh. I no. Is it because most of the last twenty years San Fran was like not good? Probably. And then and they the had that the four year Harbaugh stretch. And the fact that I saw the Giants promptly go in there and pack them up probably has a lot to do with it. Probably has a lot to do with it. When? <laughs> uh, the NFC Championship game for uh, the second title. Yeah. They went to San Francisco and packed them up. Yeah, but again, that is also the majority of the last 20 years, the Niners were bad, except for, I think, seven. Seven out of 20 years, the Niners were bad. But again, the Niners are are a, a dynasty team that has a deep fan base from those Joe Montana runs. They have a deep fan. I'm not saying that they don't have a fan base. The I Niners are think- Cowboys West. Like, <laughs> like those two teams, I think have like that. Those two and the Steelers, I think, have the largest Even fan base. Like. In the, I don't want to go to Pittsburgh. I don't want to go to Pittsburgh to play. That's a but again a madhouse think, in there. I think that's uh goes back to the last twenty years of us only knowing the Steelers playing winning football. <laughs> and not losing at home. Baltimore. Baltimore has a great home field. Twenty years of <laughs> of playing winning football. The Saints. Twenty years of winning football. <laughs> Like, I don't know what we're doing here. Like, literally but, from 2005 I, on, they were winning I, 10 games a year. But even to that, I don't – the Cowboys – well, I guess because I would say the Cowboys don't scare me, but – The Cowboys have how many division titles in the last 20 years? They just have all of three, three playoff four. wins. Yeah, three or four. In the last 20 years, I think they have like five or six division wins. They just get to the playoffs and lose. <laughs> Okay, so I, I guess I see your point. I, the, my point is that crowd was loud and you rowdy. You get San and Francisco could, in the playoffs. I it. The, the old school fans come out. All the fans come out. And the, the crazy thing about the Niners is, like Dallas, those fans travel. They were loud there against are the Rams. Niners fans everywhere. But again, the Rams don't have a fucking fan base. Uh, <laughs> that NFC Championship game was loud. The, let's go. Let, let's go to the Cowboys game last year. There was a whole lot of red in Dallas last year. Whole that, lot of red. But that goes to my point that Dallas doesn't really, even though there's Cowboy fans everywhere. Dallas always sells out. It's just. Niners fans will fucking go and pay other the price. teams. Other teams come to their stadium with no fear. No, yeah, because no they're not fear. this. The, 
no. the The biggest thing about Jerry World is the fucking sun at like a in four o'clock games. <laughs> that is the biggest disadvantage you could possibly have is playing on that half of the field at a four o'clock game when the sun is coming down. <laughs> beautiful but, stadium, though. Beautiful. beautiful. I've never been there, but I beautiful stadium. One day I'd like to go. One day I'd like to be like, oh, hey, big brother, you want to go to a Cowboys game? Yeah. I mean, are they, when are they playing the AFC East? Next year. I mean, I feel like y'all should start saving it now. The The problem is, last time we played, I have I had the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was Sam Darnold's first game off of Mono. Oh, yeah. And he promptly packed up the Cowboys. That is ridiculous. With a nice 75 yard bomb to Robbie Anderson. <laughs> that sentence doesn't even make sense. In the worst. It's Robbie Anderson, who sucks, who I. Everybody told me I was crazy for saying Robbie Anderson sucked when he was on the Jets, but here we are. <laughs> Here we are fucking four years later. He stinks. And then Sam Darnold, who everybody was telling me last year he was a Pro Bowl quarterback when Christian McCaffrey was healthy. <laughs> that helps. And then I was like, oh, well, he got hurt. Shocker. And then he went back to being Sam Darnold. But this year, he he's looked fine. So, good for Sam. Yeah, I mean, Carolina's in an interesting... They have a they have so many weapons and a great defense. It's They're in an wild. interesting. Do you roll the dice on Sam or do you want to go get one of these young I think, boys? I think you you bring Sam back as like assurance and then go get one of these out. young boys. No, I think you go get a vet. If I'm them, you go get a vet because that division is there for the taking. It is, and who knows it. I, I don't like Stroud the way you like Stroud, and I don't I, like Levis I at all. I love Stroud. I love him. <laughs> Anthony tried to say, oh, the Raiders are going to get Tom Brady or Will Levis. I'm like, Will Levis is just a fat Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I don't think you want that. <laughs> I, I love Stroud. I think he's, I, I he's going to be one of those guys. In about five years, he's going to be one of those guys. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I have questions about Stroud. I think in in phase as a quarterback, I think he's great. When you have to get off platform a little bit and you have to create something, he's not. <laughs> he's not very good. We will see. But those are the things you it depends on your situation, but you don't really get much better of a situation than Ohio fucking state. <laughs> so it, it, that's to me is glaring when you are at a school like that with all that talent I just know that I've hit on my last few quarterbacks my young quarterbacks that I have uh, stamped I've been doing pretty well who you, who you stamp I like Justin this conversation Fields, Justin Fields has been has taken a marked improvement He's taking an improvement, but as a quarterback, I still really don't know what he is in that offense. I mean, it's the only one. It's it's what year two, one year and two. a half. But here's the thing: the Jets are ready to move on from Zach on year two, and we've seen enough. At but Chicago, I like I said, I put it in the chat with the Chicago do. I think they'd be foolish to trade Justin Fields, but or take one. I don't, one I don't of these know though. I don't know. Though. I don't think either of these boys is as good. Stroud, well, no, no, no. I Bryce is Bryce, absolutely. Bryce, 
might be that good. As the quarterback, like might, might be that good. But I wouldn't. I I would keep Justin Fields. The, my my thing Fields. is, if I'm the Bears, what gives you the bigger haul? The first overall pick in a draft that has Bryce Young or Justin Fields. What gives you the bigger haul? And whatever gives you the bigger haul, you really have to consider. And I what pick you get back. I think the what pick you get back is a big deal. I think you have to sit back and look, all right, if I tr- if I keep this pick and trade Justin Fields, would I, would I get back? Will that be enough to help him? Or do I use this pick and get somebody that can help right now? Like get in linemen or yeah, it's it's tricky. Chicago's in a very interesting because they have nothing. They, it's, it's, like they really don't bad. have anything. It's so it's like yeah. <laughs> you got the pun. You got the pun. <laughs> They're in a very unique situation where it's like if you were to abandon ship on Justin Fields because the GM didn't draft him, the coach didn't want him, like and clearly by their play calling all year, they've been trying to get Justin Fields to outperform his poor play calling so like yeah i think it's a real possibility they do i don't think they do it at all but you have to explore the possibility very of doing dangerous. So. you have to you have to think about it but it's very dangerous you have to think about it. if anything i'm calling indy indianapolis and i'm just like pick one i, I would i would call indianapolis too you know why because pick one. bad franchises do bad franchise things and indianapolis yeah. Tailor made to overspend. Tailor made. Hey, you you go ahead and you pick what you want. You want the first pick or do you want Justin, Justin Fields? Fields? You can have either one. But you no, tell me what you're willing player, to give up for either one. A player or two or like half your draft picks are coming. Yeah, I need your whole 2023 draft. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, I'm hanging up the phone. I'm just gonna be, okay, I'll go. But, I'll go to free agency and try and do, get but, one of these. But guys. do you hang up the phone? That's the thing. My, enti- my entire 2020, my entire draft, no. For Not a t- my, three-year-old quarterback on a rookie deal. One, either one of those dudes is good enough to give up my entire draft. Would you rather give up multiple first-round picks or every pick in this draft that you have? How many is multiple? Three. Because to move up to one, that is kind of what it takes. Three is... You you are pushing my button. But what what would you rather do? I'd rather... I wouldn't give up the entire draft pass. But but it all depends on what they have. If you could tell me I could give up four picks this year... To get it, I'd do it. I'd do it in a heartbeat, as opposed to giving up next the, year's the pick. Pro- the problem, well, if I'm the Colts, they have. I don't know what their cap situation is like, so I can't speak on it. I also don't know. I, I can't speak on it because that would be the key. Like if they can go if out, if they're and in a good space, holes, ca- yeah. If they're in a good space I, cap I wise, and you I could afford to like just bring in cheap vets. Yeah, I, I or, will rock with you, but if they're in cap hell, I can't do it, Dylan. Yeah, I cannot do it. If no, in cap that, if they're cap hell, you can, I don't know, but they Ursay may pull the trigger. Ursay's crazy hell. though. Ursay's a psycho. <laughs> but they have Pat McAfee in their back pocket, and I know he's tampering the hell out of Aaron Rodgers right now. Just come to the Colts, oh, bro. Oh yeah, just come to the Colts, bro. It's a great city. It's, it's all he does is talk about the Colts on his podcast. Well, why wouldn't he? 
Why See, wouldn't he? He's a legend. He's a legend in tampering <laughs> like crazy for that. Yeah. So if you know you got Aaron Rodgers in your back pocket, I know could be can make for some interesting moves. The th- the thing is, if you get Aaron Rodgers, you cannot give up next year's pick. No. Because if you give up next year's pick, you're automatically taking yourself out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Yep. And you can't do that, especially when Aaron Rodgers is doing the Brett Favre thing. Of just it's it's amazing how he's, abs- he's absolutely doing everything Brett did. He's t- t- I mean, and I hope he stops because that was the nail in the coffin for me for why I hate Brett Favre. I I didn't really like him. <laughs> Before, but once he started doing this one foot in, one foot out, one foot in, one foot out, I was over Brett Favre. My favorite thing is Roz being all in on doing this whole Brett Favre thing all he over was all, again. He was all in on Brett Favre back then. He, he to this day, sw- will swear to you if Favre didn't get hurt, the Jets would have went to the Super Bowl. He will, he will swear to you. I mean, it's not far-fetched, him. but, like, I don't believe it. I, it's not far fetched. The way Favre was playing on the Jets that year before he got hurt was unbelievable. It's just he did that selfish Brett Favre thing where he will rather play hurt and give the team a bad situation to win, a lot like what Aaron Rodgers did this year. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, and I, I'm and I, I like Anthony and Ross keep calling me a crazy person because I'm like, do not bring Aaron Rodgers here. <laughs> well, I think they're calling you a crazy person because you keep insisting that he's washed. I don't think he's. I don't, I'm well, with them. He, I don't think he's washed. I think he's washed. A I don't bit. think he's. But, a top but five that's not why I don't anymore. want him. I don't want him. Not. Oh, isn't he washed? Sixty million dollars. No, it's not even the price tag. I'm willing to give Lamar Jackson his full contract guaranteed. I don't care. Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers are in two different places right now in their lives. I take it, the thing is if. I didn't you, live you, through Brett you, Favre as a Jet. I'd be all for Aaron Rodgers coming here right now. But the problem is I've watched this movie. <laughs> I've watched I, this movie before. I am the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan on this pod. And I absolutely would not pay him. I don't think so. Dollars. Anthony thinks Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> I think he may be the greatest arm talent I've ever seen. But he's not the greatest quarterback. I don't think he's either, but uh, no, like I would take like his contract. If they trade him, most of his guaranteed money gets eaten up in the trade. Like they great green Bay has to eat that. Like there's no if, ands or buts. He just signed an extension. But if I didn't live through washed Packer quarterback getting hurt and playing for the jets, (laughs) if I didn't live that already, Michael, I'd be all on board. But I, I, I've done it. I've seen that movie, and that movie has brought me pain. <laughs> brought me joy. Great joy. And, and it's, it's a thing. I did, we, we, when we were talking yesterday, I, I presented all three versions. We have Derek Carr, who doesn't get hurt. We have Lamar Jackson, who gets hurt and doesn't play. And then you have Aaron Rodgers, who gets hurt and plays. <laughs> it's like, okay. And the problem is... Car might be the worst of the three. And if you're telling me the worst of the three can still get me 4,500 yards and fucking 30 touchdowns, I'll take it. <laughs> like, like the, the problem is any of these three quarterbacks are automatically the second best quarterback in franchise history. 
That's the crazy thing about it, Mike. And, and Aaron Rodgers is one Super Bowl trip for me in the greatest quarterback in Chad history. Like that that's the way you look at it. So it's it's just a weird it's just one of those situations where it's like the the problem is Derek Carr is kind of something you have to fucking do right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lamar Lamar is a waiting game, and you can miss out on everything. I still think Baltimore's going to resign him. I, I know the tea leaves; it's looking bad. It's looking real bad. But I still just something in me. I just I feel like Baltimore's going to get is the worst thing that's going to happen to Baltimore is that franchise tag. That is going to be the the nail in the coffin on that relationship is the franchise tag. The you second the franchise tag pops out, it's he's done. Gonna, he's going to be done. It's done. It's cooked. It's Lamar Jackson is not a Raven anymore. It's fucking trade me. If not, I sit. Yeah, I will not play. I will get surgery on my PCL. And which you can't could, do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, which also could be an option, which mm-hmm. is another wrinkle in this. He could have played. I think he could have played. He could have played, but I think, think RG three made a great point when he po- when he went to Twitter and was like, "This is what happens when you just put a brace on it and you just play through it. You end up with no ACL, no PCL, and your career over." And it's a picture of him doing the exact same thing, and he's like, "They didn't, they don't care about you. You didn't get your money." that you deserved playing for the boys ain't going to get you paid and protect you and your family mm-hmm. no matter what and yeah those raven the ravens players are probably pissed they should but be like they should they be very pissed because I absolutely think they beat cincinnati if he plays absolutely but we don't know what version of lamar you get if you get a version of lamar that's a, a limp duck or limping duck out there or whatever the fuck it is then maybe you, not then maybe not because the thing that makes Lamar special is his ability, his ability to just fucking go. So who knows how the game is different, but that game, we'll that touch on that. So much closer than we thought it was going to be, but we'll, we'll get to that. No, I thought that game was going to be close. I didn't think so. I didn't think the, they were going to do it, but let's, let's get through the rest of the, the weekend. We already let's got off on through. draft tangents. I know we, we went on a <laughs> tangent real quick, but let's just get this over with. Oh man, the greatest, second greatest, excuse me, second greatest comeback in NFL postseason history happened. And why did it happen? Because Anthony pulled out his pom poms and decided to start cheering again. Because front picked, runner, because he picked the Chargers, and uh, and he I was picked, a genius. He was a genius. Yes, no, I, picked, I did. Pick the no, Chargers, me and right? James picked the Jags. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I think I picked the Chargers too, but um. Actually, yeah, I did pick the Chargers because I was mad at Anthony for for, for doing that and costing me. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And Anthony, when they were up twenty-seven nothing, Anthony was the genius. He, you couldn't. Tell I know Anthony he was anything. the genius. It was him. He's the only one. He told everybody at work. He was. Yeah, I was yeah, the yeah. only one at work that picked the Chargers. Everybody said the Jags. They're all fucking stupid. The Jaguars suck. Man, this is terrible. And then all of a sudden, the Jaguars just. Start creeping back and creeping full dis- back. Full disclosure, I will be honest with you, my fans, our listeners. I took the game off. 
I also over. turned the game off. I, I used my KitchenAid stand mixer for the first time, <laughs> and I made pizza. I, I made turned, homemade yes, dough and it pizza. It did look good. <laughs> I turned the game off. I started watching, uh, uh, started binging some TV because I and, was like, this game was over. And then as I'm getting alerts on my phone from the chat and from ESPN, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, what's, what's happening here? Happening here. And then watching the last, I watched about the last four minutes of that game. Over. The disgust, the disgust that I have for the Chargers. I'm not, I'm not one to pat myself on the back, Mike, but I would like to go back to the chat for a minute and talk about how at halftime I said, yeah, the Jaguars stink, but who knows? Brandon Staley's probably going to do that thing he does and fucking coach the Chargers to a you fucking absolutely loss. absolutely said that. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way. Even he can't ruin this one. Guess what? Even he can ruin this one. And I I said, I just said, dude, we can check the chat. I, immediately after the game, I said, that man needs to be fired. Get yeah. him, get him yeah. off. He doesn't even get to get on the plane. If you if you would have told me that like the Chargers lose in the playoffs and Staley gets fired, I'd be like, ah, I don't know. Because exactly. he got them he to got the playoffs. Him, he got them to the playoffs. Good job. But you lose the way you lost, and you blew the second largest lead in playoff history. You had Mike. You got Mike Williams hurt the week before for no reason. Then here's we what I start, like, We have to start resuming him because now we have to go back to last year when you cost in the playoffs against the Raiders. You because called now, the timeout when they were just trying to tie. Like. Now we have to look like now. Do you want to know what's even crazier? Brandon Staley still has a job. I know. They They fired fired the the offensive offensive coordinator. coordinator. Granted. Deserved. Dylan, I saw that they were from the moment they were up 27-0. They passed the ball 25 times and ran it eight times. Those are the two common You're denominators fired. in these You're fired. in these <laughs> these two largest playoff blown leads in the history of the sport. It goes let's go to twenty eight three, right? The Falcons get the lead. You just don't run the ball. The Falcons one is still worse because you have how did the Coleman. Falcons how did the Falcons get the lead? They were running the ball down the Patriots' throat. You had at the time you have Tony Coleman and Devontae Freeman who were cooking, cooking. The the key thing on those Patriots thing on those Patriots teams in that like four year stretch, right? Those teams couldn't stop the run. And the Falcons had the perfect formula. It's run the Shanahan offense. It's run the football. You 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 motion out your receivers. You keep it going, and oh yeah, you have one of the greatest wide receivers ever in Julio Jones. Who still nobody even remembers. Made one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in my life in that game. Yeah, that nobody remembers. But oh my god. And, <laughs> yes, and you just on. don't run. You just don't run the fucking football. You just don't run the football. I don't understand it. Like why? If you're up twenty-seven, nothing. And you're going to throw the ball 22 times. You fucking better be up 47 to fucking zero. Like, 
that's what the score better be. If you're doing that, you better be running up the score like me playing Madden against Anthony. You better like be trying to hot dog your way to a fucking victory. Because at what point is it like, oh, all right, they've got some momentum. Let me slow it down, chew up some clock. Let's let's calm everybody down. No. And, and it's not like the Chargers have these burners at receiver. They don't. They have really good skill. Mike Williams didn't even play. Keaton Allen's a great route runner, never been a speed guy. He's a great possession guy. They don't have these guys at receiver who can kill you. The Jags can score. That's the one thing people don't remember is this Jags team can fucking score and score fast. And I don't understand because they have the weapons at running back. They have the weapons at wide receiver. They have the 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 corpse of fucking Evan Ingram, who is playing unbelievable hey, football. I would say that ain't no corpse. They they resurrected that man's career from hell, <laughs> from fucking the, hell. The way he looks now, it makes you think, man. If he was on the Giants right now, oh he'd boy. be the number one wide receiver on the Giants. Oh. That's what he would be. They just but like, I'm saying why the Giants' do- offense yeah. would be unbelievable right now because because Dable's doing fantastic things over there with what he has and Evan Ingram I, I just when they signed Evan Ingram I laughed I laughed too I laughed and here we are but this is what we get for doubting a Super Bowl head coach this is true <laughs> this is what we get for doubting a Super Bowl head coach because you Peterson is coaching his ass off you are no you doubt the team because what I did you it. say and they still haven't proved anything to me they still haven't that's the funny <laughs> thing they have not proved anything to me dylan they still they have in back-to-back weeks you just are hate you're hating you're hating they got a blown call or they would have lost and they had a long call long call and they have an <laughs> idiot coach on the other on the next week like it's hot. Like I, how Trevor much Lawrence, more adversity does this team you know, have? They gonna to get face? it. They gonna get it this weekend. They gonna <laughs> get it this weekend. Because I, I promise. This is this you, is not a game they're gonna. Andy Reid is not going to blow a twenty-seven to nothing. I, I promise I, I also you agree. that I is also not agree. gonna happen. And Spags is a much better defensive coordinator than that. not even that. Andy <laughs> Reid will not let that bullshit happen. Uh, no, absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If but, they go uh, up there and they just, you know, now if they go to Kansas City and they beat Kansas City, you know, 37, you know, 33 or something like that. Jack's going to Super Bowl. Jack's going to Super Bowl. They might go to the Super Bowl because I I can't say nothing then. At that point, because they, they are showing me nothing. Mike, not that they, they haven't shown the me nothing. Team in football. Not that they haven't shown me, but they should have lost two weeks in a row now. Two weeks in a row they should that have shows gone a home. lot to me. Two weeks they, in a row, they should have gone home. They I, they barely beat the whatever the corpse that is left of your Jets team. They barely beat that Jets team. No, nah, like, they I barely that won. game a little. Zach was throwing the ball in the ground, and they still barely won. The I view that game a little differently. I view, the, the way I view that game is they knew that we couldn't do anything on offense, so they were just trying to get the game over with. <laughs> Because <laughs> and tell me that game didn't show you that they got the lead and they're like, oh, this team can't get a fucking yard. <laughs> <laughs> this team can't get a fucking yard. Let's just 
<laughs> double click the right stick on Madden. Let's chew clock all game and just keep it moving because they're like, we don't want to throw the ball. <laughs> Trevor was not great throwing the ball to his receivers. He was killing us with Ingram and ATN. He was like, let's not push this. That's so mean. Like, it's so hard. They're like, I, I come across as hate, but like, Trevor Lawrence it's, it's not showing me anything. Like, he, you cannot tell me. He had the worst first half ever. I've ever seen. Ever. Like, and then by what happened? All of, by all of counts, he should have had that horrible first half and went home and had to sit there and be like, man, I got to get better. But instead, we're playing the clip. Instead, we're going and having idiot coaches on the other end. And now he's going to Waffle House. <laughs> This is this is actual footage of Trevor Lawrence and some of the Jaguars players. I don't know which one has never been to Waffle House, but Trevor Lawrence was like, "Oh, absolutely not. We're going to you've never had Waffle House. We're going to Waffle House after this game." And it was very cool. They absolutely went to Waffle House. He took pictures with the staff. The crowd was cheering for him. It was very remember the Titans like It's unbelievable. It just goes back to like, yeah, he could have played that horrible first half and just put his head down and just groveled in his ineptitude. But then they just scored and scored and and scored and scored. You know what happened? They went up 27 nothing and the Jaguars, uh, the Jaguars, the Chargers defense did what most defenses do at that point. All right, we're gonna just play this stupid prevent defense because you know our offense will run the ball and run the clock out. All we got to do is just kind of all right, all right, all right, and then all of a sudden you looked up and they're running and you're trying to catch up. The second here's here's my problem with that, and this is my problem with defensive coordinators as a whole. The second the Jaguars come out and hit two touchdowns, as the defensive coordinator, you have to look at the head coach and be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Exactly. And then and then you have to say as a defensive coordinator, okay, I have to stop playing this defense. And he didn't. But I mean it's hard. These are pro like these are pros. Like the Jaguars do have talent. And if you let them get in a rhythm like they did. And then they they go out there after the on the, the second before last touchdown and they go for two. And they go for two because they said, fuck this. We're not going for the touchdown. We're going for one possession. We get a fucking stop here. We kick this field goal and we go to fucking Waffle House. And what happened? They converted the fucking two, got a stop, and drove down the fucking field. I will say this. As much as I'm on Trevor Lawrence, you know how I also feel about Herbert. And that was it. He's he honestly, as I've been watching sports show that he's ducking a lot of this smoke. But and that's the, on your watch, too, though. But the, here's the problem. That's on right? his watch. Dylan. I'm not going to sit here and say he but because he didn't play bad. He didn't, he play didn't bad. He didn't play bad, but he but didn't he play didn't great. Stop the building, the, the bleedings. He, he, but this is again, this is what happens when. You just start passing the ball like like an idiot. I know. It's, like you're it's, just being told to pass the ball, and the Bengals are like, "Oh shit, they're not." I mean, not the Bengals. The Jags are like, "Oh shit, they're not. They're not running." 
you're, you're telling me they're not going to run the football? Okay. Because I, here's here's what you do. Like, I like Austin Eckler a lot. I do too. Right? Austin Eckler is not a running back running back. He's in the red zone. He's a running back running back because he has a really high, like, touchdown percentage in the red zone rushing the football and then he has that weapon about him where he can receive if you're going to ask him to carry the ball 25 times he's not that back so now it's okay do we do we trust austin eckler to just run the football and maybe get first downs maybe or are we going to go three and out on halfback draws all fucking game but that's it. Like you can't throw him a screen. You can't like nothing. It was just it. But and it again, what type of what type of horrible. offense are we going to run here? Where it's, it's like you don't have speed to to get open organically, right? You have to get open off of routes. Keenan Allen's great at that, but once you start focusing in on Keenan Allen and you don't have Mike Williams, what are you going to do? And they don't. Again, the speed part is what kills because you have to have a speed guy. Speed guy on this team to beat man coverage. We saw the, the fucking Giants beat man coverage all game long with guys you don't even know that are just fucking fast. You do because you're a fake Giants fan, Titans fan, but like with guys who are nobodies. And, and you were telling me you can't find a speed guy on your roster to just run man beater routes to advance the ball to get first downs. That's not like, obviously Herbert will get smoke deservedly. So, but like it's roster construction at that point where it's like, yeah, you have these really good one and two wide receivers who are good. Like go get you the ball, like possession guys, but who's your burner? Who's your deep threat guy? Who's your guy who, you know, can get open in an instant. You don't have one. And that's been yeah. my problem with the Chargers all year. They don't have anybody to burn you over the top. That's it. I, Give you I, the respect. So now you have to sit there. You sit in that 10, 15-yard cushion. I was just like, hey, they're, everything at this point is going to be in front of us. We don't have to worry about anything going in back. Everything's going to be right here. We can see everything that's happening. Kudos to whoever the defensive coordinator is in Jacksonville for realizing that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got proven right on both ends because the Chargers were exactly who I thought they were when I said they weren't going to make the playoffs. And Jacksonville, it's still not done it. Jacksonville is young and dumb is going to fuck up, right? (laughs) And here they are. And here they are in the divisional round. Coaching is very important and very understated. Spoiler for when we get to our picks. They're not gonna make it. Oh, I agree with you. <laughs> They're not gonna make because it because I think the actual greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest arm talent of all time in Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick is very cool. Like that's why I said I think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest arm talent I've ever seen. But man, Patrick is coming up. He is. I, he's doing things that I'm just like. I don't even think I, Aaron the second I watched Patrick Mahomes play that that first game in week 17 against it's Denver when they sat Alex Smith I said this kid is unfucking believable <laughs> <laughs> I was like the Chiefs have that on their bench and I have fucking Josh McCown <laughs> like I'm in hell 
Don't worry, we picked Jamal Adams that year. That worked out well. We dodged the Deshaun Watson bullet, though. <laughs> and, and, and you did, because you know what's that? I, I, I this is going to sound like I'm, I'm hating on your franchise. I feel like the Jets would have absolutely enabled him just like the Texans did. Yeah. Woody. Woody, Woody wasn't there. Woody but wasn't I, there. I, I feel like the Jets would have absolutely enabled him just like the Texans did. The problem is Chris is the idiot brother who decided that the GM and the head coach aren't, there isn't a hierarchy. They are equals. Which I don't know who told him that. Chris, I don't know Chris who Johnson. told, Chris Johnson know who told, told him. him that that dynamic will work. And then at that end, then instead of having your GM hire the coach, you go on fucking indeed.com and go find one. I'll never, like a recruiter to go find your head coach. You're fucking dork. Meanwhile, here we are, hindsight being 2020. Todd Bowles, still a bad head coach. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, Todd's not. Yeah. Great coordinator, terrible head coach. No way Bucks should be this bad. Dude, when you have They've had injuries, but that defense is. That defense is loaded, and the wide but receivers they don't play like on that it, team. Though. That team has talent, and. They under they underperformed. They had injuries, but they underperformed this year. They underperformed way too much for they my liking. It's just blame Todd. I mean, blame Todd, and they have a fifty year old quarterback. But let's let's finish up. We have the what I thought. Well, I mean, there's no thought. This was the game of the weekend. This was this was the best game. AFC North grinded out tough. Two teams that. I knew didn't like each other, but I they really don't. They like really don't other. like each other. They really don't. Well, that's like why each it's like. Other. And Ravens fans hate the Bengals. Janice's brother is a Ravens fan, so when he was telling he was telling me in week one, after the Ravens beat the Jets, he's like, "The fucking Bengals are frauds. They're fucking frauds. Their offensive line is terrible. They spent all this money and they still suck. They're not going to make the playoffs." They're frauds. That didn't age well. Didn't age well at all, Angel. <laughs> it didn't age well at all, Angel. What are we doing? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, man, you may not like Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow is a dog. arguably the second best quarterback in football. <laughs> it depends who you talk to. I mean, we might find out. We might find out this weekend. Which is crazy because, like, that's going to be a great matchup. I don't, I don't think the Bills win that game. I'm, I'm, I still got a few minutes before I make up my mind. I am. This is a pick'em game to me. It is a yeah, pick'em game to me. The way the Bills defense plays football, the fact that Skylar Thompson was able to make that game close, alarming, is very alarming, and it's kind of like again when I when we talk about the defensive rankings in the middle of the year. Like when I say it, everybody's like rolls their eyes and blah, blah, blah. But like we're seeing in these last like four weeks of Bills football, what the numbers have been saying they are. And it's not because of lack of talent. It's because the guys are coming back from injury and they are hurt. But like, this is what the defense is. So it's crazy, by the way. I don't know. Well, I have to go through and, and look for sure. Cause I don't, if we're going to go on versus PFF versus everybody else, then I don't understand what we're even doing here. You owe me money. 
No, I think you owe me money. <laughs> by the way, I think you owe me money. We're 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 gonna. This is gonna be one of those things where we forever argue because <laughs> <laughs> this this twenty dollar bet that we have is going to be purgatory because the the defensive rankings that I find say, say twenty three, and the defensive rankings that you find say another, <laughs> and it's just we're in purgatory. But that's another argument for another day. <laughs> Let's uh, what do we have? We have the turning point of the game. That, as we said in the chat, um, I've never seen this before. And I'm I've never seen. We're gonna let's play this. We're leave us here. Leave us here. Don't don't move this here. Right. So one credit to Mike Tirico on a great call. Great call. But right here, like see my you can see my cursor right. Yep. I've never. In my 28 years of life, have seen a, a jump over the pile get fucking blocked. I've never seen this. Mm-mm. This is my first time ever seeing this. And I've seen guys do this with one fucking arm. Mm-hmm. Just dunk the rock over the goal line. And for this to get blocked. And then. Perfectly fall in his hands. Just Mark Andrews. I was watching that live, and I was like, yo, Mark Andrews, he is fast because he caught him quick. I love the effort. And and shout out to Snoop Huntley. He tried. He balled, man. The first thing I said in the chat, man, I feel bad for him because he was balling. Like, I was sitting there watching this game like, yo, Baltimore might win this game for real. And it's going to be because of him. And the crazy part is, with the Lamar Jackson shit that we were talking about earlier, if the Ravens want to be petty, we could just be like, it's what I said in the chat. I was like, yeah, you guys, like, we have other Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Granted, he's not as good as Lamar, but, like, last year, Brett Huntley was good. This year, Brett Huntley was good. Like, what are we gonna do? This guy, Lamar, is gonna be hurt. Save two hundred million dollars and go get this dude a receiver. Yeah, let's go do what we didn't do for Lamar. (laughs) Exactly. But I'm saying, but teams do stupid stuff like that. They won't give Lamar nothing. But then, all right, well, he's not as good as Lamar, so let's go get him some help. But what if they got Lamar? And then the Ravens fans will sit there, and one will do two things. They'll say, "Well, we didn't want Lamar anyway." Which is a right, lot. which is going to be so stupid. Lamar's always hurt. We don't want him anyway. Blah blah blah. blah. And then be like, "Well, look at look at that. Brett Huntley's so good." Da, da, da. Go go. Imagine what that team could be if Lamar had the the. Let's name the biggest mark wide receiver on the market right now, DeAndre Fucking Hopkins. Imagine you give Lamar Jackson DeAndre. Fucking Hopkins. Good night. The best receiver, Lamar, and this, no, he, with, with all the disrespect, Hollywood Brown is the best receiver he's and he ever stinks. had. And he stinks. He's the best receiver he's stinks. ever had, and Hollywood Brown is a three, maybe a two on a bad team. Like, yeah, and on a good best. team, he's a four or not on the field. <laughs> and that's the best receiver he's ever had. 
Like, what are and we the Ravens doing? completely disrespect Lamar Jackson by fucking trading him. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Like, the idea of Lamar Jackson on the Jets is so like it's fever dream. Because again, I will point out the Garrett Wilson eighty-four catches, eleven hundred yards with bums throwing him the football. Lamar Jackson, Garrett Wilson being easily the best wide receiver he will have ever played with <laughs> in the NFL at this point. It's fever dream, fever dream. But imagine, Mike, imagine Garrett Wilson on that fucking team. I mean, it would make them a lot better. A, a lot, lot better. better. Like he, he, one of the, you know what we're gonna do now now that we have this nice share screen one of these days we're just going to watch Garrett Wilson film yeah. and I I will watch your Traylon Burks film that I, I have already watched <laughs> because I evaluate receivers I like to look at that shit and what Garrett Wilson does at the line of scrimmage is for a rookie unbelievable very very good. He's only gonna get better. But that man, that that Baltimore situation is so weird because you could tell Harbaugh's tired of it. He's he's resting on his Super Bowl right now because the way he when yeah, when this... do you start the because Steelers fans have been firing Mike Tomlin every year for the last four years, even though he continues to like Win. Still win football games in a in one of the harder divisions of football. If you're the Ravens, when do you start to consider getting rid of John? I think because the Ravens both, are an organization both, that don't like to fire coaches. Yeah, they've had two in the last twenty five years. years. Like, like I don't know what you do, and do you when and when do you fire Greg Roman? That's it. If when Lamar, do you fire Greg Roman? If Lamar walks out the door, then Greg Roman is going to be. He has. He's on the clock. If Lamar walks out, he's on the, the clock. Door, he would get one more year because Brett Huntley is similar skill set. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, but the problem with the Ravens is their offense has been the same. When like you could still have these these packages out of the pistol with. Different route combinations. Like the Ravens wide receivers are always like bottom of the league in wide receiver separation. That's that's what I was about to say. My only pushback would be they have not had any good receivers. Like you can only coach them up so much. Here's the thing. They've had Sammy Watkins on the roster, I think, three times in the last three years, right? Sammy Watkins, everywhere he's been, even when he was in Green Bay recently, he was able to create separation. It's just the routes that they have these receivers run don't make fucking sense. Like, they don't make sense. You don't have the talent to to just have a guy run a deep crosser every fucking time and just be able to make a play. They don't have that. So why are you like, doing it? It doesn't any- even make sense because they don't even have... It, it'd be one thing if they just had, like, they don't have speedsters. Like Duvernay is fast, possession. but Duvernay's fucking hurt. They don't have a possession receiver. Like they, it's just a hot. Rashard mess. Bateman could be a possession receiver, but again, he's fucking hurt. Like I just like and Mark Andrews and Mark Andrews gets to eat 
because when plays break down, he's just sitting in between zones. He's, and I'm and not, he's, yeah, he's the only one open. He's, he's reliable. The only he's, one and I'm not, that's not me saying Mark Andrews is bad. I think Mark Andrews is one of the three best tight ends in football. But it, it's it's just crazy that it's like, here's a tight end and we're just going to run the football. And then you don't run the football a lot with J.K. Dobbins. He had like eight carries. And then Ravens fans are going to be mad at him for talking all that shit after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's like, yeah, we have Lamar, we win. Uh, I hate that they stopped fucking using me. I don't get I would it. Say, I would say Roman has one more. He's, he's got it. The clock has got to be ticking. The clock has to be ticking on him. He'll get a pass this year because Lamar. But I don't know how many more like failed seasons you could have on a team that's supposed to be like contending before you really have to sit there and be like blow it up because they they got to dodge a fucking rebuild how many teams get to dodge a rebuild Mm -hmm. you you, it's it seems like we see it all the time now where it's like you go from having one like good quarterback to another good quarterback but like that shit doesn't happen never that shit doesn't fucking happen and here we are Look at the Steelers. The Steelers are in it right now. Uh, who like, else? The Steelers are in it. The Jets have been in it forever. The Giants almost were in it. Uh, the Patriots are in it. it like, like, we can just rattle it off. Like if, these- if I say this to Roz all the time. All the fucking time. Because I, I feel like he just forgets it. If picking a quarterback was so easy, everybody would have one. Mm-hmm. But every situation is different. Not you, if you if I if the Jets had Brock Purdy right now, he stinks because Lafleur was a bad play caller. If I get Brock Purdy now, do I get Kyle Shanahan? No, because that changes things. That changes everything. If I I can ask for Daniel Jones right now, I don't want Daniel Jones without fucking Brian Dable. If you tell me I can have Dable and Daniel Jones, absolutely, I'll take him. Like we'll do it. But no. I'll even, Mike, like, give me Mike McDaniel. Give me Mike McDaniel as my offensive coordinator and then give me any quarterback. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, those are the situations that we're in. Where, like, your situation absolutely matters. And I... Mm, 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 the, Ravens, the Ravens are lucky to be in this situation. And they're going to mess it up. And they're going to fuck it up. They're going to mess it up. And meanwhile, Woody Johnson is going to be banging on that door. Here's all of my money. Here's everything. Who's So, the Jets obviously will be standing there waiting. I would think the Colts will be standing Standing there waiting. waiting. The Commanders standing there waiting. Standing there waiting. Uh, The Texans, maybe. But I, I doubt he'll do Texans that. Texans are too far away everywhere yeah. else. I don't the same thing with the Bears. Too, I don't when think Anthony, he'll do that. Anthony presented that a while back. He was like, would you pack, think about packaging fields for Lamar? I was like, if you're the Bears, yeah, why the fuck not? But like, but if you're Lamar, why would you, why would you want to go there? They're, you're taking 10 steps backwards. There's no talent anywhere else. And then you're just going to feed your, your, your cap space to what the about, quarterback? What about Seattle? I think they'd explore it. I think they would really explore it, but because I think Lamar and Seattle could be very interesting. I With think Lockett so too. And DK and 
Pete Carroll is the coach, and I think that could be. I best. think so. Yeah, I, I, I think like they're a dark kind horse. Of city. I don't think he, that's his kind of city, but I mean, listen, winning is winning. <laughs> and if you win in Seattle, though, those fa- you'll you'll have a statue king. outside of there. You're, you're a king. king. Like, so. I, I think they're the dark horse, but it, if you have an opportunity, if you could package Geno and this Denver first. And then like a and then a first next year or whatever the hell a third or, or whatever because you're giving up the quarterback. Or a third. If you could get if, away with doing two Baltimore, picks at Geno, if I'm Baltimore, I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm th- I'm not, I'm thinking about it. The problem is then you actually have to go get receivers. Yes, you absolutely have to go get receivers because you're going to get Geno on a discount compared to what you were going to get Lamar for. Mm-hmm. So like you have to put your your resources into that. Or else it's not going to work. But man, that would be very interesting. Seattle instantly becomes a Super Bowl contender to me. Mm-hmm. Instantly, because then all Seattle at that point would have to do would be bolster their their run defense. Yeah, and then it's like okay, they have a top pass defense. Their run defense is fucking garbage. But then you have this offense that's like, all right, you just gave him DK Metcalf and Tyler fucking Lockett and Noah Fant. Kenneth Walker, <laughs> like all these guys, like DK's on a good con on a off his rookie contract, but the rest of your team is on rookie contracts. This is the Legion of Boom all over again. Like I was doing you, you. If I'm Seattle, I might have to push some chips because you're the only problem is they're gonna have to pay. It's gonna blow up because they'd have to give Lamar. They have to give Lamar so much money, and that's the and, only thing I can think of where it's like. Do we want to do this or do we want to keep Gino? Use that Denver pick to go get like CJ Stroud, have him learn from Gino from a two, few years, and then when and it's hope. time to pick and up and, and hope <laughs> and hope he learns something. Like that would be money situate cap, like money wise, organization wise. That is like that's the, the smartest to thing to do yeah. it. But if you could get Lamar Jackson, you go get fucking Lamar Jackson. The and problem is down the road. In like a year or two, you're gonna have to get rid of somebody. Yeah, That's yeah, gonna be the problem. You're gonna have to get rid of DK Metcalf or Ty- Tyler Lock will have to be gone the year after, and then you're gonna have to explore on defense who you have to get rid of because Quandre Diggs is getting bred. So it, it depends on how, like, almost do you want to win it now at all costs or do you want to build? And then it's gonna be okay. Two years after that, you can't resign Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker we wasn't a first round pick. The, we don't know what the cap will be, though. But but when you have a fully guaranteed contract, it really doesn't matter. That quarterback contract fucking ruins it. And then the way the running backs are getting contracts are off that first thing. Kenneth Walker wasn't a first round pick, so you don't get the fifth year option. It's you got to yeah. fucking pay up. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. See what Seattle does. I mean, let's take it. They're not going to talk tomorrow to a discount, but no way. He wants that Watson contract, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have an agent. I think his mom's still representing him. Well, he's his agent. He's his she, agent, but his mom's she, his manager. She's handling, yeah, yeah. And who knows if she starts to play the they're disrespecting you card. I love, by the way, do you see how much the media is trying to – how do you feel about his mom being his manager and him being his own agent? Because Go for him. Media, the media is making it out to be, oh, he's dumb and he's losing money. And I is I, he losing money? 
He's 26 years old. He's an MVP. He's in the prime of his career. Is he fucking losing money? I think there's a very subtle, maybe not even so subtle hint of racism in it. But I like me, me being me, I, I'd hope that's not the case, right? But like, how dumb is he if he gets the contract that he wants? And gets to save the money he would have paid an agent. Yep. Like Who's he gets dumb? all that. Who's and then, uh, and then imagine if he gets to a place he wants to be. Like I'm not saying the Jets are are, are the way to do it, right? Again, that's fever dream. But like, but what if wouldn't, I it, you wouldn't saying, it make? What if he say, wants to go to that market? What if he yeah. wants to go to New York? Lamar Jackson is a young man in New York. The opportunities and do, what even Washington? What if he wants to go to Washington? I don't think anybody Shopping. wants to go to Washington. Well, not while that owner's still there. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. what if he wants to go to a major market? Who, yeah. who like? If I'm like if I'm Lamar, I'm not. I'm trying to go to go to that major market. Even I'm Miami. trying to go to New York, New York, Miami. Like you find me, find me a place to go, and Even I get though, to. I think New Orleans is also sneaky in this too. New, New Orleans is in cap hell. They're in cap hell, but I don't underestimate them. I would very much so underestimate them because they are in cap hell. Well, they're paying the defense everything. They're paying the defense everything. They're paying Alvin Kamara. They're paying Michael Thomas. They're paying that offensive line. Michael Thomas is on his way. But out. the thing, uh, and they Michael might, Thomas, and they might not have to pay Kamara because yeah, he's yeah, probably going to get suspended. He's going to void his contract. Yeah, he's so, if he goes to jail, his contract's voided. It's done. So, and so they know. get all that money back. So that's a, don't don't sleep on New Orleans. But Atlanta again, would be fun. Atlanta could be a very interesting because they have. The problem with Atlanta is that defense is their defense is fucking trash. The defense ain't there. But that again, that division is ready to be taken. Right for the taking. They have a phenom receiver. They have a good running back. They have a good running back. I think they have a good coach. I think they have a good coach. I don't know yet. I I I don't know. I think they have a good coach. I don't know, but between Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Oof. But with Oof. Lamar, like, and Good listen, situation. that's ATL. That's ATL. It's also a great market for him. If that's you it. love, if you love Michael Vick, which all of Atlanta did, Atlanta loved Matt Lamar Ryan. Jackson. They well, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is an MVP and brought him to the Super Bowl. Like, how could you not love Matt Ryan? So, like, Lamar, Lamar's running that city. Like, oh, Lamar yeah. is taking that city from Trey. Oh, oh, yeah. Lamar's taking that city from Trey because that's Trey's city right now. Imagine all the pictures you would see of Lamar hanging out with, with like, Offset. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Offset and Quavo. Like, unbelievable. You would be pulling out everybody and their grandmother to those, to the Mercedes-Benz Arena. Mm -hmm. Ludacris. Outcast, all so, these guys because all be- of them are Falcons fans. Mm-hmm. All of them. That's the all one thing about Falcons. Atlanta. It's Atlanta versus everybody. All of them are Hawks fans. All of them are Falcons fans. They're all Falcons fans. They're all Georgia fans. Like it's that's it's, what they got. It's what they got. And they so. fucking love it. Like you that place would be rocking like it was 2001 all over again. All over again. So it's it's Mar has a market. It's just what what the teams want to do. The only thing I know for sure is 
Woody is knocking is not knocking. He's trying to break that door down. I don't know if anybody else is out here trying to actively break that door down. I, I would say Ursa for the Colts also. That, that yes, I would I, say Ursa is so. also trying to break it down with a sledgehammer. But, but outside of them too. <laughs> and then I feel like like the Jets are interviewing a million offensive coordinator candidates. I think you, that's key too. You have I to wait. I think you have to wait to see what you get at quarterback before you just do that. Because they're interviewing some interesting people. <laughs> Keep Frank Reich and Nathaniel Hackett away from my team. <laughs> they already interviewed Hackett, though. I know. I think Hackett is 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 more so of a, we're just leaving no stone unturned here. If that dude gets a job, he got to sit out a year. He got to sit out here. I don't care. How does how do these offensive coordinators for the Packers keep getting jobs places? Great question because it's just play. like if you're if you're an offensive coordinator for the Patriots when you had Tom Brady, offensive coordinator for the Colts when you have Peyton Manning, your offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, how do you get jobs? <laughs> you are not responsible for the success. <laughs> and do people not realize that? Like it's not you. Here you want to hear uh, an idea that I have for the, for the Jets' offensive coordinator job? Kim Dorsey. No, why don't you call Kansas City? Why don't you call Eric Bieniemy? Because I don't think he'll and, do a and, lateral. And, here, and here's here's why: you're clearly not getting a head coaching job because nobody fucking believes that you're calling the place <laughs> in Kansas City. Why don't you go to another team? This now it's not even the Jets, right? Now this is anything. Why don't you listen to calls from another team? Be the primary play caller, and then go get a job as a head coach. After once you have proven to these teams that you can do what you've been doing, I would, I would, I think you're right. I think you have a good point. I would say. From his point of view, he's looking at it as, I don't know what else you need from me. Like, I'm not going to do a lateral move, and I don't know what else you want. Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes co-signs for me. Andy Reid co-signs for me. But then here we now, are. All these it goes back to the point me. I just made. <laughs> if you're the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers like, or any of these guys, how do you get a job? It's, to, it's to, I, but they managed to do it and he can't. And I don't, I for the life of me don't understand why. There's no way he's that bad at interviewing. No, I, it goes no back to way. some bullshit he did when he was a player. Yeah, like there's just no way. And we got to get like, like, then, ben which is crazy because he's the only black head coach who's not getting an opportunity at this point. <laughs> like, he's the only one. D'Amico Ryans is going to get a head coaching job Probably. off of off of what year two as a defensive coordinator in San Francisco <laughs> with I mean, all the talent that they had before they he was of, there. <laughs> they have a lot of talent. Like you're telling but, me he's performing exactly how they were before he was the, the defensive coordinator <laughs> to that same exact level. <laughs> no, no, not with all that talent that they have over there. Like what is going on there? But like, he's going to be a head coach. And Eric Bannaby's not. So I was like, okay, at what point do you just say, you know what? Fuck that head coach stuff. Let me go prove to these motherfuckers that I'm actually doing this. 
But I'm just saying, I feel like he feels like, why do I have to prove it? Exactly. Other guys didn't. Because exactly. honestly, it's the same thing with Brian Leftwich. Like now he now they had a bad year, and now everybody's gonna go see, you see, but like Tampa Bay's offense has been really good before Brady got there. Then they ah, were ah. I mean, they had a good offense. They his first year, go check the numbers. 30 30. They were good that first year also, but 30, not even 30. But that's that's Jameis. Look at Tampa Bay as an offense that year. Yeah, but they they didn't they lost games because of their quarterback. <laughs> I've seen less. I like Leftwich. I like Leftwich. I've seen less. Leftwich should have been the he- get the guy who got that head coach job. It's a shame that like granted Doug Peterson was the right move in Jacksonville. Right for a young quarterback, it lo- you it get looks like it because he's a Super Bowl head coach. But I but... said this at the time too, right? The best thing for a young quarterback is to get an experienced offensive play caller in there. And Doug Peterson's offense has always been very quarterback friendly, so it's like you do what you got to do for that. Like, imagine if like I'm not saying Byron Leftwich thinks because I really like Byron Leftwich, but again, it's one of those situations where you have fucking Tom Brady, and then a quarterback before that who threw for 30 interceptions, uh. Thirty touchdowns, five thousand yards, and thirty interceptions. <laughs> you have a, a, yeah, he, a, Byron, a Byron zero can't be out there throwing it for him. He would have been better. <laughs> but like, imagine like if Byron Leftwich would have stepped into Jacksonville and they sucked. His 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 opportunity as head coach is done. When you have the golden boy, that's what he is. He's the golden boy, but for. For good reasons, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, hater. But like, he would have, he'd be out in two years if he would have gotten that job. If he didn't succeed the way they're succeeding, so I, ho- I hope Byron Leftwich gets a job somewhere as a head coach. He deserves it. Give him a shot. Send him to Arizona. I would love to see him in Tyler. <clears throat> I would love to see it. Get him a job. But it's still weird that BNME just every every other like black coach is getting jobs <laughs> or is getting opportunities to get jobs and everyone's like, yeah, BNME, we're uh we're out of here. Imagine if Houston tries to get him now after they, they passed him up for twice. Houston, I is I can't wait to see who they hire because why would you wanna why would you wanna work there? If you're a black head coach, why would you wanna work there? Yeah, there's no reason. My guy DJ Bienemy did the, did a great thing asking uh, homeboy asking that asking the GM that question. It was a great question, and all you heard was a beep 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 beep. It doesn't matter wow. if your color, your skin, your race, or anything. It's about the guy who's most qualified for the job, and why. If the guy who's most qualified for the job ends up being a black dude, why would he want to be here? If you just keep firing them after one year, after <laughs> one year, and only the black guys, because all Bill O'Brien surely stank up the Bill O'Brien was the years. worst head coach GM ever. They're still recovering from him. They're he traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and a second round pick. And this wasn't even like leading the league and rushing David Johnson. This was Washington Wash. Johnson <laughs> and a second round pick. Like th- that franchise has not recovered. That franchise had DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt in its prime 
and couldn't do nothing with it because of how bad and Deshaun he was. Watson before the allegations and could do nothing with it. Nothing. They had the one year they advanced in the playoffs and then blew that lead. <laughs> but man, ugh. My new Patrick Mahomes was my was my superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. insane. It's an absolutely insane. Anyway, we talked about the and the Cowboys. You want to talk about the? Uh... Let me see if I could find a compilation of Brett Maher. Just all his missed fucking extra points. That was something to be seen. And again, just like the Jacksonville game and the Ravens game, we saw something just you never. Here's see what this. I will show because I didn't watch the Manning Cast version of this, and I wish I, I did. didn't. Either. I wish I did too. I wish I did to. I to wish I'd seen this that live. live because Peyton Manning getting visibly pissed off. And Dan Quinn having to do the thumb bite (laughs) so he didn't insult somebody is classic television. Uh, Mm. Look at that. Uh, Dan's trying not to laugh and Peyton's visibly getting pissed off. And Eli's just sitting there with his mouth open. (laughs) He normally does. <laughs> like, hold on, I need to go back. <laughs> the one with Peyton. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits there, mouth always open. I've never seen him with his mouth closed. Look at him, open, always, always open. <laughs> Perfect time, Dylan. Perfect stop right there. Look at Peyton. <laughs> look at Dan Campbell. And look at Eli. Oh, man. Peyton is so... This is why Peyton can't be a coach. I see why he can't be a coach. Because he don't got he don't got it in him for these moments. He, he don't got it in him. That was kick four. <laughs> that, that was, was kick four. four. Oh, oh my god. I I've never seen this weekend has been filled with things I've never seen before in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a kicker do that. Broke a record <laughs> of that missed extra points consecutively. He was missing he was hitting the ball the way I was hitting fucking the ball in on PGA tour. PGA it looked like it looked like me hitting PGA tour. Yes. Unbelievable. I, I played uh PGA tour uh twenty three the other day. How is it? It's amazing, isn't it? I it's no, I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I could not figure like the twenty two I was able to figure out like the timing and stuff and be fine. I played 15 minutes of it and I uninstalled it. Wow. I said, I can't do this. I'm in the water. I'm swimming. Wow. <laughs> I was either slicing it or pulling it. I could never get. I was plus 12 by the time I got to the eighth hole in like a opening, opening course. 
And I was like, mm, I hate this. Right, this is stupid. <laughs> good thing, good thing I didn't pay for this. <laughs> that one hour trial on play on that PlayStation Plus membership I have is uh, a beautiful thing. Because good thing I didn't buy it because it was on sale. I almost bought it. Almost bought it for thirty five. I'm like, man, this is a great deal. I love this game. Nope. Nope. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. Nope. You're not getting my money, two K. Not on this one. And then you got to pay for Michael Jordan. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Oh, he's a DLC. You can't unlock like, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I can't. You can't unlock Michael Jordan. You gotta buy him. Loser. I'm not doing that. Get my money for other things too. Can you get my money on that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wonder if I do. Do they have the video of Dak Prescott slamming, slamming his helmet. helmet and just screaming, "Go for fucking two? Which I mean, they should have. After the second missed extra point, you have to just. Do that's the second one. It's like, all right, all right. I like, know. When, at what point do you just stop? Like, I was telling my brother, I was, and and you guys too. I was like, is is Mike McCarthy going to be the first person to get fired after winning a playoff game <laughs> while the playoffs are still going on because he's not benching kicker? Unbelievable. Here we go. I got it. That's uh. There we go. Let me present. Yeah. Go for fucking two. <laughs> and the guy <laughs> next, the guy next to him. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and like I. I don't understand it at all, man. I, I really don't. But it, it, it's the same thing. It's even though they were up, like that's still Tom Brady. And everything that was happening with these extra points was like the perfect setup for a Tom Brady comeback. Mm-hmm. It was. That's why we could all feel like it's the oh PTSD in me. It's the PTSD in me. It's the reason why I picked the Bucks to begin with. <laughs> I must say, let me just point out, by the way, that. I the the Bucks were absolutely everything I said they were, and I said the Cowboys were going to beat them and beat them easily. And hey, hey, man, when you get Tom Brady in the playoffs, like you think things change a little bit because it's what we know, right? We only know of Tom Brady being this boogeyman, this bad human that's ruined my childhood and my adulthood at this point. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy? What what year did Tom Brady uh come into the league? I think oh two oh three. I I would no I maybe think it was oh one it was oh one oh one oh one. Do you know how old I was in two thousand one, Michael? How old? I was born in nineteen ninety four, so I would have been seven years old when I first saw Tom Brady play football. <laughs> My son is eight. <laughs> he is two generations deep in this. <laughs> My son is eight. And I first man. watched Tom Brady at seven. The boogeyman. I fucking hate him. I hope he retires so this narrative of Tom Brady being the Jets quarterback dies. I As we spoke about last night, that I couldn't even dream up a funnier scenario than that. Because he wouldn't be here for the right reasons. He wouldn't be here for the right reasons. 
And the, but the the fun part of having to see maybe not you, I don't know, but Jet fans, Roz, see y'all have to bend the knee. To I Tom would. Brady I'm telling you right now, and I would cheer for him. Oh, I promise you. If Tom Brady ever were to become a Jet, I would probably boycott the season. I'm telling you, I heard Rod say the same thing about LeBron. But it was when they got to the playoffs and the finals, LeBron, LeBron. Let me let me tell you the difference between Roz and I. <laughs> Roz is a self-loathing Jet fan <laughs> who will sit there and talk shit about the Jets all he can. Ju- and then, but the second Tom Brady signs, you know he's gonna be like, "Oh man, we got the go. goat, we got the goat." And I'm gonna be sitting here, I'm like, "This is the worst thing of all time. This is the worst thing because what's gonna happen is we're gonna get to an important game, whether it's in the playoffs or the regular season, that we need to win." And Tom Brady's gonna do that thing he does, where he snatches the heart of every Jet fan. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just going to be, it's going to be same old Jets. It's a tale as old as time. Death taxes. Tom Brady screws the Jets. And Mike getting to laugh. And and, and it'll be me talking Roz off the cliff. Uh, uh, he's like, I don't know why I do this to myself. I don't know why I do it. No, no, no. The expectations. The expectations of a Jet fan. We need to be better. Or the organization's not going to change. The organization doesn't give a homes. fuck about us, Roz. <laughs> The organization doesn't give a fuck about us, Roz. Mm-mm. They don't. All they care about is your money. They do, they don't care. They don't care. He said, "We." I was <laughs> my favorite line over the weekend was, "Roz, why don't you start a jet fan union?" <laughs> it didn't say I. I tried something like that. Or... <laughs> I tried, and I'm like, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> like what? Like I'm a battered jets jet fan too. Because whenever something bad happens, I always say that's the most jet thing of all time. Like that fumble for the Ravens, the most jet thing of all time. The most that, jet thing. Of all time. That fumble was so bad. Josh had to come in the chat just to be like, "Yeah, I don't know." He he went. He literally said, "This would only happen to us." And I said, "Nope. If I would have told you this happened to the Jets, you would believe me." <laughs> because that is hands down the most jet thing of all time. So like I am I am a battered fan too, but I am the optimist. I am ever the optimist no matter what situation because you can say what you want about the jet season, it was a net positive regardless of what happened. Expectations were met. Foundation was built. Foundation was built, improvements were made, but we didn't win 13 games this year. So you stink. Fire Sala. We were supposed to win six. Fire Sala. Who apparently is on the hot seat with Rods. Already. He was on the hot seat before the season started. Rods was ready to fire him in like week three. In week one. Week one, he was roasting him over the stake, over the fire. Like, he was the pig over the open flame. <laughs> that was Sala. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, dude. Does, do these people not deserve like a shot? And then he, like, his favorite thing is like, you defended Zach Wilson. I was like, all I said was Zach Wilson deserved a shot because, you know, second overall pick of the draft. You did swear up and down that the Jets were going to get better when he came back. 
at the but, beginning of the year. But the thing is, like, when you had the quarterback play of Flacco, he did. And then it quickly went back down. <laughs> it went back down. And then when it was time, I, I cut my leash short. I said, you give him to the end of the year. I cut my leash in week seven, week eight. I was like, yep. He played four games. He did a great job, but he got to that Patriots game. Nope. Pull him. Pull him. Can't do it. But don't worry. I defended him. I just said he needed to pull. He needed a shot because there's really no good, sh- good option here. But we, we die on the hill of every other bad quarterback. I can't wait for Zach to go to another team and fuck up the league. And Roz has to circle back. Why? This is we can't have no good things. We let Zach go too early. Blah blah blah. Yeah, the y'all master of hindsight. Of ran him out of town, but it's okay. Mike, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, the TV show South Park. <laughs> there, there is. there is an episode. Uh, of South Park where they're all doing their superhero thing, right? Yes. And they're just so happened to be... You know, it's not the raccoon. I, I have to <laughs> try to be PC here. Uh, yes. There was an actual superhero on the show called Captain Hindsight. Yes. That is Roz. That is Roz. And they were covering, and they were covering the BP oil spill. And he goes, yeah, if you guys didn't do that, that wouldn't have happened. See ya, and just leave. He would just come provide his expert expert. analysis of the situation based on what had happened because hindsight is 2020. Let's see. Oh, you know what? For the viewers at home, let's do it. Let's pull up Captain Fucking Hindsight. I thought you had it. I, I have it. Yes, the hero that's Roz. That is Roz, Captain Hindsight. We should definitely get that saved for the pod. And save image as Roz. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Roz. <laughs> like that's find find me a more accurate representation of Roz, Captain Literal Man, Captain Hindsight. The man who will argue you the legitimate definition of a word did not like it when I brought him the literal definition of hindsight. Which was him to a T. He was like, it's not hindsight. And then I was I read the definition of hindsight. He goes, Yes, that's it exactly. I'm like, that's literally the definition of hindsight. Definition of hindsight, sir. I don't know what you're arguing, sir, but you're talking to a wall at this point. I'm getting, good, I'm getting good at the arguing with Roz thing. It's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a skill. I'm getting good at it. Let's move on. We'll use our fancy board to preview next week. Ooh. Uh, let's go NFC. Let's go NFC. We'll go. I would say that this is the undercard, even though they're the one seed. Giants and Eagles. Eagles have beaten the Giants. Twice already this year. Can they do it a third time? It is very hard to beat a team three times in a year. Can the Eagles do it? Or are we on a magic, another Giants magic carpet? I'd be in hell. I'd be in hell. 
you're going to be in hell regardless. I, I don't know if the if the if the Giants lose, I'm not in hell. Oh, you are because I'm not because gonna, the Eagles should win this game. Me, you're going to have to listen to me, Jalen hurts you to death. No, Go because in. the Eagles should win this game regardless. Like that's why I'm not in hell. The real thing would be if if the Eagles were to win this game and then go to the Super Bowl, then I'd kind of be in hell. Because I'm Jalen hurting you to death. But if, let's say... Another young quarterback that I could have signed, by the way. Let's say, based off of one year. Uh, let's say, hey... Did I, did I not? I was screaming this last year when, when they got to the playoffs. I was telling you, yeah, but he Jalen Hurts this. He wasn't great Jalen last Hurts. year. I was telling you last year, Jalen Hurts this, Jalen Hurts that. And then they lost in the playoffs, and you couldn't wait. He stinks. He stinks. You see? They got but here's the thing. The they did, this is their second straight year of them not playing nobody. Except this year, they are a fucking great overall team. Ain't played nobody in two years. That's they are no this year. This year I put that little less because they are stacked top to bottom, no matter what. So like that's why it's like that. Them the Cowboys are the two teams in the NFC East that I kind of leave alone when it comes to that. Half the division. I yeah, half the division. I'll leave them alone because we have seen in the season the Giants lose to all but one winning football team. When they played the Jaguars, the Jaguars were not a winning football team. They were not. They were actually a losing football team. So, yeah. Uh, The only winning football team they beat were the Ravens. But, again, they beat the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are a playoff team. At that time that they played the Jaguars, the Jaguars were not. It's not about who you play. It's about when you play them. They played the Jags at a great time. So I guess they play the Vikings at a bad. No, the Vi- the problem is the Vikings have I think one I think eleven one possession games <laughs> in the season. So like they were bound to get fucked up and lose one of those. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, I would tell you yes. Like their defense is so fucking bad that they were they they could have easily been a six win team based on that <laughs> that's how bad their fucking defense is but when i said in the middle of the season their defense is horrendous y'all fucking dylan doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about we watched that ragtag group of misfit wide receivers go out there and cook every single one of them. <laughs> they were just open all of them open We'll see if they're open this week. I don't know if they will be. What do you say then if they're open this week? Uh, I'd be very surprised if they were open like they were against Minnesota. Because you have all-pro corner James Bradbury and arguably should have been all-pro corner Darius Slay. (laughs) And a great defense. So, let's see. History shows, if we go based on this year, history shows when the Giants play the Eagles, they lose. History shows when the Giants play winning football teams, they lose, except for that one time. Go with that two times, two times. I'll give you the Jaguars, fine. Uh, when they play winning football teams, they lose. So I'm going with the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Close. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Close, not close. Uh, if I was, what's the spread? 
Apple said you should know better than me. I didn't, I haven't I haven't looked at uh at at this, which I should have probably bet this the past week. I did really good picking. I only lost two. So kudos to me. I could have won some money. Uh let us take a look. I only lost the Chargers game. Fun fact, I'm not saying this to bullshit. I was going to say I would take the Eagles minus seven and a half, and that's what the line is. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would absolutely take that. I think it's hard to beat a team three times in a year. I think the Giants are better than you think they are. But I think Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league. He's not, though. So while my heart will be with the Giants... For the sake of this show. Giant fan Mike. I don't even know why we talk about Tennessee during the year. And <laughs> picks. And official picks. I've, I've been on this uh, Eagle train pretty much all year. I've been the number one Eagles fan on here all year. I will well, take I've the said Eagles. Eagles are great. I will take the Eagles. I will take the under on that seven and a half, though. Oh, so you're taking the plus seven and a half. Well, plus, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I think it will. All be the Giants close. have to lose, do is lose by seven. I think I think it will be close. I think it may even require. I wouldn't be surprised if it required a fourth quarter comeback by the Eagles by the MVP Jalen Hurts. Wouldn't even surprise me if that happened. But I think the Eagles will win. And uh, uh, we'll save scores for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine. And yeah, then I, I like that. Events, I like that minus seven and a half line. I really do. I I don't think they're gonna blow them out. No, that's not a blowout. Um, well, it's, it's be ten I points. Mean, a ten point win. I would say it's more than one possession, though. Yeah, but it's if you told me that's the Eagles, comfortable. If you told me the Eagles win by ten, you're like, oh, it's close. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. That's a close game. Uh, I think the main event for the NFC is this Cowboys Niners game. I honestly, this is this probably this this game to me. I'll go first. I think this game has the potential to be a classic that goes down to the wire, or I could see both of these teams blowing the other one out. I honestly could see all three scenarios. I could absolutely see the Cowboys blowing them out and, and uh, Purdy having a horrendous game and the Cowboys blowing them out. I could see, absolutely see the Cowboys imploding and the Niners blowing them out. But I think the more realistic thing is that it's going to just be a nip and tuck back and forth game because two really good defenses. We, we for, two really good defense. We forget because the playoffs were really good last year. These two played an amazing playoff game last year. An amazing that was a good game. It was, good, it was a good game, but I'm saying the Cowboys, we got spoiled because last year the Cowboys should have fucking won that game, and it's very frustrating. What having to watch them put Dray, Trayvon Diggs ten yards off the line of scrimmage, letting Debo and Ayuk just catch five-yard passes and take it for 20 yards. It's infuriating. 
absolutely infuriating, but that's when they were scared Diggs was going to get killed. <laughs> I really, really, really want to pick the Cowboys. I really do. But I'm going to stay with my no. I might be a week early, but I'm going to stay with my notion because my prophecy, as you saw me staying in the chat, the first half of the prophecy came true. The Cowboys ran through Tampa Bay easily. Now they're going to come to San Francisco and they're going to be winning the whole game and then they're going to find a way to cowboy this game. Cowboy up! And do as Hangman Adam Page would say. They're going to do some cowboy shit and they're going to break their fans' heart and the 49ers will find a way to win this game. Even though everything in me is telling me the Cowboys are going to win this game, I don't trust them. I don't. As you were scarred about Tom Brady, that's how I'm, I am with the Cowboys. I, I really think the Cowboys are going to win this game because I think that they learned from last year. I think that they're not afraid of this Niners team because of last year. But they just find a way to blow it. So I'm going to bank on history. I'm going to be on my Stephen A. flow. And I'm going to pick the Cowboys to do some Cowboy-ish and lose this game 27 to 30. Wow. You and I are complete opposites here. Like, I'm picking – obviously, I'm picking San Francisco. San Francisco is my Super Bowl team. Um I think this game's going to be a defensive game. I think the 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 Niners defense is fucking unbelievable. So it's like I think Dak's going to have problems. I think we're going to see turnover Dak a little bit uh, this week, and I think the Cowboys defense is going to do just enough to make Brock Purdy have to make some decisions in the games. Uh, granted, you see the the Cowboys defense is weird to me because like they're so good. And like you're really making me like consider like Christian McCaffrey not being a factor in this game <laughs> because of how good like Micah Parsons is. Mm-hmm. And, and, like I, I, it's crazy to me. And, and I think Diggs's ability out of phase to just get in the way of passes, I think, is going to be something that pisses or not even pisses Brock Purdy off, but fucks him up a little bit. We might see, and again, this goes back to a conversation we had, I think, yesterday. Brock Purdy hasn't played a good defense. Nope. The best defense he played was Seattle, and they can't stop the run. So if you, they got the run game going, and then all of a sudden the floodgates open. Dallas is a good defense. Mm-hmm. Like, I see the line here. The line is uh, Niners, three and a half. That's about where I would have played. I would take Cowboys plus three and a half there. Be- like I could see them losing by three, I could see them losing by one, and then the over under is forty five and a half. Give me the that's under. high, yeah. That's Give me the high. Under. Well, here's the thing. You're well, no, actually, I have your score prediction has been fifty. Like yeah, yeah, I had them over fifty. I'm t- I take the under. I think we're looking at like a, a seventeen twenty game, or even a 17-10 game defensively. I think there's going to be more turnovers in this game than we're like anticipating because of how good these guys are, whether it's Dak throwing interceptions or Purdy 
Purdy doing something unpurdy like at this point. <laughs> Not so purdy. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I'm taking the Niners. I don't think it's going to be by a lot. I would like to see the Cowboys win. Like, I, I hate my brother, but I'd like to see the Cowboys win for my brother because it's been a while and they're a tortured franchise in the playoffs, as in, are the Jets. But uh, I also like to see him miserable so, so I could talk shit to him. I did. I would think you would you would want a Cowboys because I would want Eagles NFC Championship. Oh, son! And honestly, that's the game that I want because there's drama there because both teams beat the other team without their quarterback. Which goes back to like what I was saying in the chat yesterday, where I was like, I'm not going to sit here and say the Eagles and the Cowboys aren't good because really the only good teams they played this year are each other, and each that's time they played. The Cowboys, I the Cowboys beat six playoff teams. Yeah, yeah, they beat six. six. Teams. I want, and here's the thing: I don't care. Most of the teams in the playoffs stink. Now the, every, <laughs> this goes back to what I've been saying in the chat for. Most minutes. of the teams in the playoffs, stink. everybody stinks to Dylan. Everybody. Most teams stink. Most teams actually do. I, I three it out of the four teams are good, right? Three out of the four NFC teams are good. But Giants. if you go back for yeah, the Giants stink. Uh, if we go back to all of the teams that were here so far, uh, the Dolphins stink, yeah. the Ravens stink, uh, and the Chargers one. stink. Let's go with that. All right, this one. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, the the Chargers stink, the the Seahawks stink, the Ravens stink. The Ravens don't stink. Their quarterbacks hurt. No, stink. Uh, nobody stepped up. Not my problem. Uh, Vikings stink. The Vikings actually the problem Vikings again. Let's, let's go back to this. The, the Vikings could have easily had six wins this year because of all the one possession games they play. The Vikings don't. Stink, the Vikings. Though. The Vikings just have the worst defense of fucking all time. Uh, also, uh, a really quick tangent. Why the fuck are the Cardinals interviewing the Lions' defensive coordinator? Uh, that's no stupid. Idea. That's well, just well, stupid. You know why? That has Rooney that, Rule written all over it. But like, why would that. he actually? To get the to get like the get it, he did nothing. He did nothing to deserve a head coaching job. I'm sorry, he just coaches the worst defense in football. <laughs> if you could coach the worst defense in football and get a head coaching job, then I don't know what you could do. Uh, the Dolphins stink. Uh, <laughs> you hate the Dolphins. I'm a Jet fan, yeah. but again, they stink. They don't stink. Their defense Tua. stinks too. They don't stink to it. Their defense does not stink. They're not great. It doesn't stick. Like it's everything's not black and white, Dylan. Everything's not. You're either great is, or you stay. It's not. You it's can either you're good or good. you're not. You're good you're, or you're not. You can be bad, stink, good, great. Have you ever heard see of how, the see Mendoza how that goes? line? See Have you ever heard of the Mendoza goes? line, Mike? But if you're above the Mendoza line, doesn't mean they're not. <laughs> they're I'm not above the Mendoza line. If you're above the Mendoza line. You can be above the Mendoza line and not as good as the Niners. They can be a good defense and not as good as the Niners. Find me a team on this list that's above the Mendoza line that is bad defensively. Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is the Mendoza line. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the that's the one team on here that's like I actually think they are the Mendoza line. 
<laughs> so I will leave them be, even though they fucking the stink. Giants defense doesn't stink. The Giants defense not, is good. It, I just it don't. Doesn't, it's not great though. No, no. The Giants they're, they're defense, the Giants the defense is above the Niners. The Giants like, defense is above the Mendoza line. I think Dexter Lawrence has played very, very good, and I think the defense is, as a whole. My man Tibbs. Tibbs showing out and not going to even be close to rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, but Tibbs is playing this weekend, though. I know Tibbs that. Tibbs playing. That's fine. And, and Tibbs had an impact on that game last week. Yeah, oh, yes, he Let did. me tell you. I'm not saying he didn't. Let me tell you a thing or two about this Vikings offensive line. Oh, my. It's always something. Mike, I'm, I'm pulling out the same shit I pulled out when we play, when the Jets played them. Because all of it is still true. <laughs> the Vikings have one of the worst passing defenses in football. What did the Giants do? Pass the ball. Throw the ball all, all the fuck over them. The Vikings have a bad offensive line. Who had uh, the biggest impact of the game? What unit on the Giants had the biggest the impact of the game? The defensive, defensive line. line. I mean, it, it is what it is. If it walks like a duck... It talks like a duck. What is it, Mike? It's a, it's a, it's a duck. It's, it's a, a fucking duck. It's not like if I'm doing anything here, Mike, I'm just remaining consistent <laughs> with what I say. And that's all we ask for here, right? All we try to ask for. We don't get it a lot of times. But, but who gives it to you all the time? Me. We ask for. Me. <laughs> this fucking hate. guy. Consistency. I, I call it how I see it. But the Vikings, de- the the Giants' defense is plays is actually playing well above the talent level that they have. All their talent levels up front. The rest of that defense is kind of like sus, but they play well. Wink Martindale is doing they're, a fucking great job. They're just good at every. They have a good defensive line. They have they have a great defensive line. I will I will I will fight for the great. Giants' defensive line between Dexter Lawrence. Dexter's a monster. Dexter is having himself a career year, and it's a shame he didn't get on that second team All-Pro. He's a monster. It's a shame. Uh, granted, like, Jeffrey Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons played really good, and then he wasn't seeing first team. Like, the two guys who made first team had unbelievable years as well. It's just one of those circumstances where you had a great year, but other guys also had really great years at the same position. So it's hard to do that. One of those guys being Quentin Williams. Uh, but Dexter's unbelievable. He's balling. Uh, he's one of the true, like, nose tackles in football that really make an impact in the run. Mm-hmm. And he di- and he plays the, the A-gap so fucking well. Uh, former Jet Leonard Williams is playing really good. Even though he's, by the Giants. I, he's still not performing where he should be, though. That's my thing. D- Leonard Williams was considered the best player in that draft. Right, the best football player in that draft. And the problem with the Jets was he wasn't performing to the level he should have been. Why pay him? Giants got him, and he's still kind of performing in that same way. But he has more talent around him on the line, so it, it makes it seem like he's not like awful, but he's very good. And then uh, Tibbs. Tibbs is playing great. I love, I love Tibbs. Tibbs. Tibbs is a guy I like, one of the guys I wanted. But I'm... I can't be not happy with what I got with that fourth pick. <laughs> but no, I'll give the Giants front a ton of credit. That Giants front's great. And that's right up Wink Martindale's alley because Wink Martindale forever was zero blitz. I'm blitzing to get my pressure. He doesn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. 
It's a luxury to have. The Giants linebacking core, however, is sus. <laughs> I, I, that's what I was going to say. The linebackers are a little weak. And the linebackers are strong. sus. Their their safeties are strong. Their corners are are still very like iffy to me. But I think between Julian Love and Xavier McKinney, I think they have a, a unit for a while there. Uh, the core, if they don't address corner immediately in the draft, that's a problem. You have to. I think it depends on when they what happens. There's like there's like four guys in the in the first right. round at they, corner. They need a linebacker bad, badly. You could find like a linebacker in free agency. You, yeah, they need linebacker. To it's glaring, though. It's glaring. It, it's glaring, but when you – the four most important positions in football are quarterback, protect the quarterback, left tackle, rush the quarterback in edge, and then cover the wide receiver at corner. Those are the four positions. They got their left tackle. They may have their quarterback. They have their edge rusher. Go get the corner. If I'm the Giants, I'm actually looking for a way to maybe move up to get one. Because that kid in Georgia, Kelly Ringo, man, the real fucking deal. 6'2", six two, <laughs> six two, fucking like 225 you know, like pounds. No. No. No, I think, he, I think he'll be good. But again, I, it's very hard to judge corners in a in a a conference that doesn't play defense. But that's why I would think you would give him credit because he stands out in a conference that is all offense-based and nobody was getting nothing. I'll I'll do the same that I did with him that I did with Trayvon Diggs when he first came out. I was like, I think Diggs is – because he played at Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I think Diggs is unbelievable – but I have my reservations because he still gave up a ton of yards. And then what did he do in his his second year in the NFL? He fucking first year he was okay. Second year he leads the league in interceptions, almost breaks the record, but then also gets killed for over a thousand yards at corner. Like you can't be doing that. This year he turned out to be great, but like you He's have to really good this year. See, whereas a guy like Kelly Ringo playing in the hardest conference in football has done it on the national on national championship level twice at this point he's a freak athlete he has a build that you don't have at that position really where you like i wouldn't be surprised if he got moved to safety at some point because of how big he is Mm -hmm. but for him to have be like 6'2 220 where most guys who come out at that size are 6'2 like 190 he's already got the grown man strength that you develop at that position. So if the Giants found a way to, to move into the top 10 by maybe dealing that Kenny Galladay contract and uh, swapping a first, then uh, we'll you, you can make a dumb team do something. Colts. <laughs> <laughs> the ideal trade partner here for everybody. Uh, I'll let you take the AFC. You can pick whichever one you want to go first. Um, I love this matchup here in Kansas City and Jacksonville because I think potentially it could be great. In actuality, though, uh, the greatest quarterback I've ever watched with my eyes and Patrick Mahomes is just going to send Duval packing. <laughs> there you go. Like, there's... Uh, 
I don't see a world where the the Jaguars beat the fucking Chiefs. If it happened though, then it's like again the Jags are going. To the then, I'm then, then I'm in hell. Then I'm yeah. You are in hell. You are in absolute hell because then you like it's bad enough. You already have to deal with that for the next like fifteen years, and that's bad. <laughs> Especially because the Titans are in a direction where we really don't know where they're going. Well, we got a new GM. We'll see. New GM, and I think he'll be fine. But again, I don't know what the direction is <laughs> with the because you guys are in cap hell. Uh, but the Titans, I mean the Jaguars, you have to deal with that for the next fucking fifteen years. So have fun. <laughs> uh, but this this Bengals Bills game, if we think we're going any, I'm going with anybody but my boy Joe Burrow. You are fucking insane. You are fucking insane. The way this Bills defense is playing, the way the Bengals have been playing, the two hottest teams like in football are the Bengals and the Jaguars. <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool. The Jaguars are going to put the flame out. Uh, the Bengals have a path here. The Bengals have a legit... Is, is this, this game... Is this in Buffalo or is this at a neutral site? In Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, give me, give me, give me Joe Burt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! It, being in Buffalo makes you go, "Oh yeah, give me Cincinnati." Don't it don't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Like you, anybody can say what they want about Josh Allen. Josh Allen, without Brian Dable, has regressed a little bit, and I think that's being a little. Uh, I mean, he did hurt his elbow this year. I mean, I don't care. Uh, okay. Don't play if you're hurt. If you're hurt, don't play. Right? <laughs> Look at Lamar Jackson. You hurt, don't play. Uh, but he wasn't playing unbelievable. Like, yes, he was playing he was, unbelievable. He was playing really good. He, he was playing really good. I don't think he was playing unbelievable. I never thought he was going to be the MVP. He was he was there in the conversation, but I don't think he was going to win it. Uh, he's not. What's the most important thing about that? What's the most valuable thing a quarterback can be, Michael? Win. Available. <laughs> He only missed two games. How many games did Patrick Mahomes miss? He didn't miss any. There we go. The best ability is availability. Then you lose. Uh, There it is. (laughs) Uh, But no, he's been, he, Josh Allen regressed a little bit, injury or not. uh, He has not been great. And I don't think Chris, Chris Sims made a a good point uh, on Twitter earlier today where teams aren't scared of the other wide receivers on the bills. And it shows because last time Gabriel Davis had a really fucking good game was what that Steelers game. How many weeks ago was that? That was, that was like 15 weeks ago. No. Cause they played them like week four. I had, um, I had him on my fantasy team. I also didn't. I've ne- and I have not been happy with <laughs> what I got out of him versus what I was expecting to get out of him. Uh, they they're not scared of Cole Beasley. Uh, I don't know what happened to Isaiah McKenzie. He like fell off the face of the fucking earth. He and Gabriel with forty eight catches for eight hundred thirty six yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah, Gabriel he's Davis. A- Gabriel Davis is supposed to have like 70 catches and 1,200 yards. That was like the expectation of Gabriel Davis this year. And that's what he's getting. 
Like I, the the one thing I will say though is they are going to be targeting Eli Apple. Stefan Diggs is going to be on Eli Apple's side of the field every chance they fucking get, mm-hmm. and I will never not laugh at that. <laughs> Here's a funny funny thing. Because uh, I was watching the Bengals game, my girlfriend was here, and Eli Apple got a tackle or something he did, and the announcer said his name, and she went, "Eli Apple, I know him. Where do I know?" <laughs> And she was like, where do I know him from? Getting killed and in the I, Super Bowl. And I was like, you know him because me and Dylan were yelling about him at the Super Bowl about how all the receivers in the league hate him and how they were all we were all laughing at him for Cooper Cup cooking him and packing him up in the Super Bowl. That's how you know him. My favorite Not for thing, anything good. But because my favorite thing about NFL Twitter up. is NFL Twitter argues about everything, right? But they collectively shit on Eli Apple. That's right. <laughs> NFL Twitter, nothing. There's nothing like getting together to shit on somebody. <laughs> Eli Apple, Marcus Peters, they Jalen Ramsey, they are Marcus the, Peters deserves it though. Marcus they are Peters the most hated players in the league. Marcus Peters is a hothead who gets himself into so much trouble mm-hmm. for, because he just has a temper. I was at the Chiefs game, Chiefs Jets game, where he picked up the fucking flag for defensive holding in the end zone. And he picked up the flag and threw it into the crowd. Hothead. Hothead. Eli Apple just talks shit and just gets cooked. And it's not that good. It, it, like, I, I never was good. <laughs> never was great. But here we are, starting. Here we, I know, here we are. A starting corner of the NFL who got to the Super Bowl. And promptly got packed up. Pat promptly got packed up. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to do a good job of targeting him, but that Bills line struggles a little bit. And they have a couple white boys on the edge that are just <laughs> fucking really good, man. <laughs> Trey Hendrickson's unbelievable. And, oh, my God. Like, they, I just really like this Bengals team, man. They're, it just seems like you get Joe Burrow to the playoffs, and here we are, and he's going on another fucking run. Another run. It's like written like this guy is he's becoming this thing of legend. <laughs> it's man, just you don't want to play the Bengals in the playoffs. Because we'll you see. know who you know who really doesn't want to play the Bengals in the playoffs? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. They really don't want to play them. And I'm and I am looking very much so to play them because you are the Chiefs are screaming to play Buffalo. Screaming because they want to get that get back from earlier in the year. Yeah, which was a good game again. They want that get back, but I don't think anybody in Kansas City believes they can beat the Bengals. <laughs> I absolutely think everyone. I, th- I think Pat Mahomes they thinks the they can, but then Joe Burrow's going to come out with a cigar and be like, "Oh, I forgot I'm home." <laughs> I I just really like it's crazy because I love Pat Mahomes so much, but I also really like Joe Burrow. <laughs> so it's give me the Bengals, man. Give me the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise, because you love the Bengals. My golden boys. My two golden boys in Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow. As for me, as I said, there's no surprise. I've already said it. The Jaguars are getting packed up. They're getting packed up. They are who they are. They are who I think they are. Uh, You can give me 14 and a half. Oh my god. You know you the the, the spread is eight and a half. You give me four double it. Give me fourteen and a half. That's not double. But give me fourteen and a half. 
Um, they're going to get packed up and ran off the foot, off the field. Fourteen and a half. I wouldn't 30, surprise me, but thirty-seven, fourteen. 37, 14. Something, something along them lines. Something maybe they, they're, they're, maybe they get 17. Maybe they get 20. Some, somewhere like that. Packed up the uh, fuck up. <laughs> packed up. Packed up. I, obviously, if you've been paying attention, picked Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl. So clearly, I'm not picking the Bengals. Uh, I do think this will be the best game of the weekend. Uh, I do think Cincinnati is good, but I just think Buffalo. I just think Buffalo is just a little bit better than them. That's really. I don't have no scheme them up, put a play in it. I just think Buffalo is just a little better. Not a lot better. Not. I just think Buffalo and Buffalo's home. I think that will that will help. I think that will help. Bills Mafia will be in the building. It's going to be. Uh, it's not a night game. Shockingly enough. But um, which only bodes better for the Bengals. But but Bills Mafia will be in the building. I think they win. I don't have a score for this game because these two offenses just are too much for my brain. Yeah. So uh, I think I just think the Bengals have me, the, the the best give me Buffalo matchup. Five and a half. Give me Buffalo five the and a half. Best matchup wide receiver wise for this team like this is the best defense like left in the in the afc i would say no no in the afc it's the best the defense AFC, left. i'd say it's probably the best yeah it's the best defense and left. like they have the biggest advantage at the one thing they're really good at doing and it's passing the football <laughs> and I without von miller it's gonna they're gonna and have I was a hard just time about getting to say, pass i can't explain to you how they're gonna do it but i think the key to this game is Buffalo will find a way to get pressure on Burrow. I don't know how. Don't ask me how. That's not my job. That's, that's, that's not my job. That's their job. Expert but I think, analysis. But I think they will figure it out, and I think that will be the key to the game. I think they will get pressure on Burrow just enough. Um, these two quarterbacks like to fling that football, so I think there will be turnovers, and I think it's going to come down to who's going to get the key turnover when it happens. Um. But I think this will be the game of the weekend, and I think this is going to be uh, – I think, honestly, if I'm being real, I think this is the AFC Championship game. But um, Nah, that that potential Chiefs-Bengals uh, game is uh, – no matter what, like this Chiefs, – Chiefs-Bills, Chiefs-Bengals, that's it. That's what you want. Because the, two, the best quarterbacks are in, like the best defenses are in the NFC. NFC the, best the best quarterbacks, quarterbacks are in the NFC. AFC. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you want. You have your your Brady Mannings. Like this is it. This is that next generation of Brady Manning, and then you have the triangle. Like, Philip Rivers. <laughs> like it's the triangle. Yeah, Philip Rivers or or so Ben who, Roethlisberger. Like who's going to be it. Pay, who's going to be Peyton Manning, and who's going to be Philip Rivers? That we're going to find out. I think I because think we know who Brady is. Brady's over there in Kansas City. We know where Brady is. Who's going to be Peyton Manning? Who's going to be Philip Rivers? We're going to find I, out. I, I, I feel like Josh Allen has a lot. I, well, I don't think it's be Phil Phil Rivy. I think he has more Ben Roethlisberger in him than anything. That's two rings. It's two rings. I think he get there. I just don't think this year. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I don't know. But this is great. I love this. And now, like you have that potential of like. 
Trevor Lawrence also throwing his hat in there of being in in that, that Philip Rivers because look, so Trevor Lawrence is Philip Rivers, Josh Allen's Ben Roethlisberger. Like we got it, we did it, we did it. It all circles back. It all circles back. We did it because what happened whenever Philip Rivers ran into Tom Brady? Loss. <laughs> Loss. Chargers could have the best record all year, look unstoppable. Boogeyman. Lose. Chargers could get the game ceiling interception on a play in the playoffs and have the idiot try to return it, and then the Patriots cause the fumble to recover and, it and, and then go to win the game. I'm stupid. All things that have actually happened <laughs> in a playoff game. <laughs> so there we go. So we have it. So I have um Chiefs, Buffalo, Eagles, Niners. Forgettably. And I think you have the same thing, except you have the Bengals. I got the Bengals. Who they? E H E L E S Eagles. But don't I used to sleep pray on for big times blue. like this to run don't like this. Don't sleep on big blue. Don't sleep on big blue. Sit there. When 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 the Eagles beat uh the Giants, uh when I uh video chat the, the group chat and I start rapping dreams and nightmares, y'all can't say shit to me. <laughs> You can't say it to me. Hey, well, no, you're in a you're in a you're in a win win situation. Of course, I'm in a win win situation. I I literally cannot lose because the Eagles and my man Jalen Hurts will be in the NFC Championship game, or the Giants will be there. But then it's also I'm in my win win situation where it's like, oh, I have an NFC champion, NFC T, NFC East team losing both rounds. It's great. <laughs> Once these guys run into real teams, what happens? Don't let the Cowboys win. Oh, uh, yeah, don't let the Cowboys win. Don't let the Cowboys win. I think America doesn't deserve the Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys I think, win. I think, honestly, we deserve, as a country, we deserve Cowboys, Eagles, Chiefs, Bengals. But but to like, to, it feels weird saying because I think America's fallen in love with Buffalo after what happened a couple weeks ago. Yes. So I think, at, at, I don't think we have a, it doesn't matter. As long as the Jaguars don't win, it doesn't matter what we get in the AFC. But I think America needs this Cowboys Eagles round three. We I'm telling you right now, three. if the Cowboys beat the Niners, I'm going full bad guy. <laughs> full bad guy. We're, we're, I'm weed and boys. Like, I have a prop ready just in case this happens. Which, and I will be miserable because I hate the Cowboys. I, I have a prop ready for this. So, me and my brother can stand in arms rooting fraud. for the same team. Fraud. And I'm just going to call fraud. No, but here's the thing I'm, I don't root for a second team like you do. Fraud. I'm rooting for my brother. <laughs> That's when it's family over everything. Fraud. I have a Christmas present uh, that didn't get here in time for Janice's family's uh, Secret Santa. Uh, the gentleman I had, his name is Randy. He is uh, the the uh, father of uh, of Janice's cousin's child. He is a Cowboys fan. I have, and I never, I didn't send this back to Fanatics, but I have a prop that I will be popping out if the Cowboys win. 
and I'll be going, I'll be doing a full tilt. We them boys. And I'm going to be unbearable. (laughs) (laughs) Because if the Cowboys knock out my Super Bowl team, then I have to, like, that's it. Just like you did last year. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? What? The Bengals. Yeah. Oh, well, I was riding with the Bengals the whole way, though. (laughs) Like, I, I originally picked the Chiefs to do it, but, like, I, I root for Joe Burrow. It is very hard. Like, I've been doing it. I watched his everything, his whole career, college down. I just root for the kid. I'm just a fan. He's your LeBron James. He's my LeBron James. I, I When Joe Burrow's on the field, I feel like the Bengals can't lose. <laughs> They're going to lose this weekend. But if they don't, and I will be sitting here saying, Michael, I told you so. And I really, I think don't get me, our, don't get me on. I told you so. I, I think we still have our Joe Burrow with the cigar. Oh, this isn't my laptop. I think we uh, still have that in here. Uh, oh no, no, I think it's on my computer. Oh, on your there. computer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could. Do it. It, it, who could? Like, how do we run out of those? He does it after every week. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's my guy, man. It's my guy. I almost like him more than Pat, but I can't say that because Pat's still last, here. Last year, that's Pat's still here, but Joe's creeping up, man. If if Joe goes to another Super Bowl, I, like how, like how, how do I not? <laughs> if he goes to another Super Bowl, best quarterback in football. It's that he, he puts the boogeyman away twice. Like, fights. If he puts the boogeyman away twice, then you have to have like a legitimate conversation. Like you could say it's like it Pat's still the guy, but you have to be like, you know, Joe fucking Burrow. <laughs> Cause I said it last year, I said Joe Burrow kicked down that third that top five quarterback door. And he's still there. <laughs> Kick those old heads right the fuck out. <laughs> well, it helps that Brady and Aaron fell off the cliff. Well, last year, Aaron was MVP. This year, I mean, though. Yeah, this year they fell off the cliff. But last year, I was saying he kicked Aaron out last yeah, year. Yeah, you were you were crazy for that. Hindsight being twenty twenty, am I? Yes. Oh, okay. It's just I, I just no, <laughs> no. <laughs> You you broke me. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on. That's our info picks. Let's run through this quick NBA. Are the Hawks in trouble? I don't even know if they won tonight. I, I don't care. <laughs> the Hawks won. Oh, good for them. Um, the Knicks didn't. No, they did not. The Wizards could not miss a three tonight for some reason. Wasn't it uh, Beal's gate first game back? Yes, but yeah, that's I mean, a... everyone just could not miss. I don't know what. That's how I for. feel every time the Nets play somebody. It's whenever the Nets play somebody that they just decide to not miss. Jeremy Sohan yesterday was hitting threes, and that guy shoots free throws with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's just unbelievable to me. <laughs> I, I don't know what they had for a pregame meal, but it worked. But to your question, when Trey Young decides he wants to be coached, the Hawks will go far. Until then, Trey Young's just going to be Trey Young and force his way out of there. 
you think he's going to leave? Yes. I don't think he's going to leave. Uh, so before we even go, so you think Trey is the answer to the question? You think Trey is what's wrong? I think Trey is the problem. Nate McMillan's a good coach. Nate McMillan proved last year he was a good coach. Like he's had some shitty situations prior, but he, when he's in a, a decent situation, he makes the best out of that situation. Like he, he is a good coach. The problem is this DeJounte Murray move was supposed to free up Trey Young off ball. And he is awful off ball. And that goes back to being coached. Like it it's just how Trey shoots. Trey doesn't shoot well off the catch. He's not he's, a catch and shoot. He yeah. has to the way Pull he up. shoots, he has to dribble into his shot. It's not like Steph shot or all these guys like Steph. He is like the diet coke to Steph Curry's coke, right? Like the, he is the first Steph Curry clone that the league has seen. It's amazing that he hasn't tried to do the thing that Steph Curry that has separated Steph Curry and it's his ability to be coached. It's his ability to play off the ball. Steph Curry is arguably the best off ball player in the world. The fucking world. Him and Clay. Him and Clay are the two thing and it's because Steph understands I could kill you with the ball, but if you if you take a fucking second off Done. And you run into this screen, you're getting cooked. You're getting Done. filleted. You are getting absolutely filleted. I don't know why Trey Young just can't do that. Like, that's where it's like you have to put in the extra work. You have to be coached. It goes back to the conversation of hoop culture and these dudes not know how to play fucking basketball. Mm-hmm. Granted, Trey Young is a really good like facilitator and has a high IQ. I don't think I think his problem is he's just can't be coached. He's a gunner. That's his problem. Oh, he's not a coach. And I know, I know he's not a gunner because he passes the no, you can be a gunner and and pass because it's still an ego thing because it's look at my look at my fancy pass. Look at what I can do. It's not about the team. Trey Young's a good you. facilitator, though. It's about you trying to get your. It's not just though. passing. He's a good facilitator. He can run an offense well. The problem is he has someone who can run an offense just as good as him, and should probably be like it. Like running again, if Trey Young can run around off. If Trey Young could run around screens and just chuck up ten threes a night, <laughs> and then have his opportunities for ISOs, like yeah. That's probably where you'd want to be. That's where you want your bread to be buttered because DeJounte can it frees up DeJounte can get a nice ISO to post up some of these smaller guards and get to the basket. Like even still, they're both averaging like twenty-four plus and, and Trey Young's averaging a near double double. Like still playing at a high level. It's just they're not playing as good as they should be. I also am a John Collins uh hater. And I think he's not as good as they think. And I think that is affecting them. I don't know what John Collins is. Overrated is what he is. But again, I don't understand. Like, I like John Collins. I think he has actual value if a team could use him in a certain way. I don't know if they're trying to use him as like a wing defender scorer or if they want him to be a small ball center. I feel like if he had a defined role... Because I don't know what his role is. 
Well, again, that goes back to coaching. So it sounds like that Nate could be the problem then with everything that you're saying. He would be the issue. Or because we really haven't had a problem with John Collins not having a role before. It's just this year. So do do we do we blame the players or do we blame the coach? In the in this NBA, you blame the coach. Yeah, always. But this is it. But it's one thing if this was like a Steve Nash situation. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's very much so not. They have a good coach. It's just they need to figure it out. And I think it is uh, somebody bring him up. Fired. Fuck. I will. Uh, always pat myself on the back for that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, who knows? Who knows the situation? Obviously, Nate McMillan will be fired first. But if Trey requests a trade, I don't know where he goes. And I neither because they're going to want a haul for him. They're going to want a haul. And like Anthony's idea of Trey Young going to De- uh, Dallas is laughable to me. He's like, imagine those two on the same team together. Ooh, I was like, imagine them both getting cooked on defense every night. And the fact that, as you stated, both of them are not good off ball. They're both terrible off ball. They're both two ball dominant. Now, if you want to place Trey on a team, imagine you trading Chris Paul for Trey Young and put Trey Young on Phoenix. That could be something. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. Him on the Clippers could be interesting. Ah, uh, I don't think he fits well with the Clippers. Because of Kawhi and PG. Mm-hmm. If he could play off ball, absolutely. Like Bradley Beal would probably be great over there, and just let those guys handle the ball. <laughs> or or Reggie Jackson. I think they need to trade one of them dudes. I, I I mean, but it's hard. I was saying this last night. It's hard because they never play together. So I don't know if it works or not. Like I I still don't. I don't know. Maybe you know. I, I still don't really know if that works or not because they can't. They, they haven't had one playoff run together. Kawhi got hurt. G got hurt. Like, well, yeah. They've no. won series. But they haven't. They haven't finished a run. The problem is, if you get them in a playoff, in a, in a seven-game series, it's going to be very hard for me to pick the other team. I don't know. Have you seen Denver? I, I, I know, <laughs> have but. You, have you seen Denver lately? Yeah, again, uh, I take the regular season with a grain of salt. Denver's got Denver's got bodies over there, though. I take the regular season with a grain of salt. Because, you know, the playoffs, that intensity switches. And then teams do that thing where they expose big men <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball. And they're one bad matchup away from just being eliminated in the first round. There's only I I think the only Golden State and maybe Memphis is a bad matchup for them, and I don't even know if Memphis is a bad matchup for them. Um, oh, Jaw would put fucking Jokic in hell. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I think defensively, that Memphis team in the playoffs, a playoff atmosphere for Memphis. Yeah, I'll take them. I would take that them in that series. They get they get to get away with being physical. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I just, I don't believe in Denver. I just don't. They're, they're, Jokic is slowly turning into the offensive Rudy Gobert to me. Advanced analytics love, love Jokic. And I'm like, he's really good, but like, get off his dick. <laughs> he's really good, but I mean, he's a top five player in the league to me. He is. No, he absolutely is. But okay, get off his dick. <laughs> and, and like, NBA Twitter loves him. I'm like, all right, get it. Okay, get it. Fuck get it. <laughs> Maybe I'm just xenophobic. <laughs> I, you, you might be. You might Maybe be. I'm just xenophobic. You're xenophobic about the Hall of Fame. I'm xenophobic about my current players. <laughs> Mike was out here screaming yesterday, get these foreign people out of my Hall of Fame. <laughs> All of them. All of them can go. All of them can go. I can't pronounce their name. Get them out. <laughs> like, who, who was it? Uh... uh Zelno? Zeno? Yeah, 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 yeah. Get him out of here. (laughs) Get him out of here. I don't know you. You're foreign. Fuck you. It was either them or dudes that played during World War I. Yeah. Like, come (laughs) on. Oh. Guys who were born in the 30s. (laughs) Jeez. Jeez. God forbid those guys get in, Mike. Usually I'm the one shitting on those guys, but come on. But I, I'm just going to let you go. Right, we have two topics left. And it's this next one's just for you. Should the Brooklyn Nets be worried? Yeah, go fuck. Yeah, they should. Yeah, when your role players are, are great role players, when everybody's healthy, like, great. When your role players are asked to be more than role players, when you only have Ben Simmons playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a problem. Uh, I have yet to see in this in these three games that we've played since Kevin Durant's gone out, Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons play together because one's out or the other's out. Ben Ooh. Simmons didn't play against OKC. Uh, ben Simmons didn't play against, uh, no, no, no. They, okay. So Kyrie Irving and Ben Kyrie Irving played terrible against Boston. So maybe forget that he was playing uh, Ben Simmons didn't play OKC. And then Kyrie didn't play against San Antonio. But it's like you gotta your role players have to step up in these situations. That's how you balance out for that thirty you're not getting. You need all these guys to get ten. When Royce O'Neal is getting five points on zero for eight from three, yeah, you can't do that. When when Joe Harris is zero for four and only playing fifteen minutes, yeah, you can't do that. Uh, go and fucking find a big man to rebound. Maybe, or go and get another player. Like, I don't know what the fuck Sean Marks is doing. I know he's, I don't know what he's waiting for, but you can't expect as great as Nick Claxton's been all year. You can't expect him to be able to just get all the rebounds. They think he's, he's Jared Allen. He's too light in the pants. Jared Allen at this point in his career put on like another 30 pounds. This was the year we traded Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. And Jared Allen got better every year at that point. The one thing Nick Claxton is better at Jared Allen at is perimeter defense. Jared Allen is he struggles, but Claxton he's he can't do that. He can't do that. So uh, go and call Orlando for Mobamba or fucking something. Like they only want a second round pick for him. Go fucking get him. Like that's free money. 
uh, go and call about fucking Kyle Kuzma. Like we, everybody's just waiting for Kuzma to get traded. He had a, another good game tonight. But uh, and like, and Kuzma is not going to resign in Washington. He wants to go to play in a big market. But he also wants money. Yeah. So, but again, Kuzma is the perfect trade target for a winning uh, team who's trying to win. He's a good rental. He's a good rental. He's a good assassin for the year. Like whether it's the Nets or anybody else, you go if you go get Kyle Kuzma, and that makes your team fucking better. And right now, Kyle Kuzma would be unbelievable on this team because he could fill a void. I'm not asking him to go and get 30, but if he could get me 20, which he fucking can, that fills a void. And then you could run this lineup that Sean Marks wants to fucking run of a bunch of 6'10 guys <laughs> on the court all at once. 6'8 to 6'10 guys all in the court all at once who could just switch switch and just shoot. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you because I said this last year when, when you were ranting and raving about Toronto. And I told you that's all good. They're bad matchup for a few teams. There are a couple teams that are death for them. And one of those teams was Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah. Joel Embiid is death to them. And what happened? The problem is that, to Tor- that Toronto offense, one, they all got hurt in the first two games. Do you remember that? They all yeah. got fucking hurt. And then they are bad at shooting threes. Their whole team is horrible at shooting threes. Like... Say what you want about Toronto not being good this year. They're they're not good because they don't shoot the ball well. That's why Fred Van Vliet's trying to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> He's trying to get out of there. Like, their best player can't shoot in Pascal Siakam. Their second best player in Scotty Barnes also can't fucking shoot. Barely shoot free throws. Like, like, Fred Van Vliet can shoot, but he's all of six foot one. And gets played off the court a bunch on defense. OG and Anobi is like their best piece to move, but they want a Rudy Gobert Hall for him, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because what he, like his contract for what he does, go get, like, go get him. No. <laughs> go get him. His contract is fucking good. He has a good contract. But I'm not trading two. Not for the fucking. Like, that's and, ridiculous. Uh, a player or two for OG. No, I'm not. Like, that's so that. crazy. Absolutely that's not. So... If you told me I could get RJ Barrett on OG on newbie's contract, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. But you don't get well, the, you don't get you the defense. You get him on that, on that contract, but it cost you two players and two picks. You're still, you're still going to be like, no, I don't care what no. his contract is. No. He's not good enough. It's just, for that. it's just that's such a that's like the most valuable contract in basketball right now. <laughs> like, he, but he's not good enough to demand that kind of haul. No, no, it's just it's because of his value. That's the I, thing. I understand. I understand. That's what. That's why they're they're like, oh, you want a player who can give you sixteen on forty, thirty eight, and eighty four percent shooting, like on shooting splits, while also being like a hundred and fifteen, like. Like defensive rating, yeah, yeah. You have to give me, and he's only making like fifteen mil a year. Yeah, yeah. You have to give me this. This is a valuable contract. Whereas James tried to argue, he's like, "You're trying to tell me OJ Anubi's better." I'm like, "No, I think then RJ Bear." I'm like, "Well, no. I'm saying I'd rather have OG than RJ because of his value." 
like what OG does for like he there's only a small separation on stats, but there's a large separation on salary. That's why I'd rather have OG. Yeah. And again, today, give me RJ bad. Barrett. Give me RJ Barrett on a sixteen million dollar year contract. Yeah, I'll take it and see what he can give me. But RJ Barrett on the contract that he currently has, yeah, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> Just say if OG was making RJ Barrett's contract, I'd be like, I don't want that. <laughs> That's a bad contract for OG. Not a great contract for RJ. It's a bad contract for him. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well. We move. We need to get the Nets just need to do something. Whether it's John Collins, Kyle Kuzma, Miles Turner, like say save somebody. Save somebody <laughs> from their situation. Like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. We'll find out in a couple weeks. But I've been but I've been pounding this table for months. I've been saying this since the day the season started. Y'all are too I, small. I've been pounding this table for months. I like I don't get it. like I like the idea of being able to run small, but you have to be able to do something. Like this, this team is never gonna beat Philly. This team is never gonna beat I think the, the so Milwaukee. I think that since I think we actually match up well against Milwaukee. That's the difference. We match up better with Milwaukee than we do with Philly. But the problem with Philly is their role players stink. Their role players stink. And if you sell out on Embiid, you could probably run away with that series. If Maxi and Harding come to play, they're going to beat you in five games. If Harden, nah, I wouldn't say five. Uh, there's they don't have a defensive answer for Kevin and Kyrie, and then if Harris starts to shoot and Seth starts to shoot, because Seth cares about that matchup more than people realize because it's the nepotism battle. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I think you're understating. No, I understand. Tobias, Tobias Harris. If, if Tobias, if but just like you're saying, saying that about Tobias just, Harris for five years. But the same way you're saying, if the Nets role players do what they got to do, if Philly's role players do what they got to do, they're gonna run y'all off the floor. But it's I the have same more of a tracker. I have a more of a track record of my role players doing what they have to do than Philly's role players doing what they have to do. Obviously, Philly has the this weird wild card in Tobias Harris. Where if he shows up, y'all are in trouble. But I've been saying, but we've been saying this for. But he comes and goes. He he he's in the a playoffs. Really good, he's terrible. No, he's a really good first round and marginally good second round player. He, By like, the time we get to the end, he's he's terrible. But that first round, you better look out. He's good in that first round. But that's the thing. If if the Nets are able to stay the course, they wouldn't see see them there. And and the Milwaukee matchup is a matchup we match up way better than this year than we have in the past. I don't think – I still think they're too big. I, I really think they're too big. The Nets have the bodies, that, to, the Nets the have bodies to throw at Giannis. Playing, the way that Brooke is playing with Brooke, Giannis, and Portis, I, I just think they're too big. Well, the problem Drew here is Kyrie you, issue. I, he I doesn't, though. But that's I, the thing. Drew Holiday historically does not give Kyrie issues. I think – Kyrie that, cooks Drew Holiday. Okay, I, I think Milwaukee will judge this year. I well, I think it's going to be obviously. I think that that would go seven, but I think we match up better this year than we have just based off of what I watched with them. Because Milwaukee's problem is, it's it's Giannis. You do the thing, 
where you you figure out who's going to guard him and we have two guys who have showed that they can be capable in doing that in Claxton and Ben where they make life difficult for him where if you could force Giannis to turn over the ball which they have done then you can make problems then you go into the Bucks role players they stink <laughs> the Bucks role players have failed them many a time many a know. time we could go back know. to their championship run their role players failed them then too. They had to rely on Giannis being Superman to Milton get them had through. A good series. Middleton so had a good. Who had a good series? Middleton in the NBA Finals. Where? Middleton averaged like fifteen points a game in the NBA Finals, <laughs> where Giannis was averaged like thirty-five. But again, Middleton had a good series. But Middleton also isn't a role player. Middleton is the number two guy. The problem is your number – the Nets' number one guy and the Bucks' number one guy are going to get numbers. The Nets' number one guy and the the Bucks' number number two guys are going to get their numbers. It's everybody down that matters. So you're you're telling me that Drew Holiday is going to get outplayed by either Ben Simmons or Seth Curry. Drew Holiday, except for that game he played against you guys, where he just found every Hall of Fame shooting badge of all time. We know what Drew Holiday is in the playoffs. Remember? No, I don't think he's washed. It's just that's not the player he is. I think he's fully capable of. Do you remember last year in the? Do you think you remember last year in the playoffs? I think get you fifteen, but I don't. But after that, who do you trust? I still trust Bobby Portis before I trust anybody on Brooklyn's bench. You trust Bobby Portis more, better, more than Seth Curry? Yes. Bobby Portis does his job, Dylan. He okay. does his That's job. Right. He comes in and does his job. He okay. doesn't do too much. He doesn't do too little. He just okay. comes in, causes a ruckus. We we will disagree there. You I think up, I, I do think Bobby Portis is the best role player in basketball, points. though. 15 points, eight, nine rebounds, two assists, a but block. Here's and you're the like, problem. when did he do all of this? Here's the problem. I Again, here's me giving respect to Bobby Portis. I think Bobby Portis is the best rotational man uh, player in the NBA. Uh, I He can't play all the minutes, True. right? He can't play all the minutes. And the people you have to realize that will get more opportunities than him, they don't trust we're gonna see Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's Grayson Allen's got to step your up. Your Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles You're... has played well in the playoff. He has playoff experience. So okay, you leave you leave Joe Ingles open there. You leave him I, open. Right now, I will leave him open because <laughs> remember, he's this isn't the Joe Ingles that we saw a couple years ago. This is Joe Ingles coming off of ACL, and we, we will... know those don't recover. But again, uh defense would win that series and i think, and I we, think ma- we match up better i think, I think we match up better, better than they do team. stats don't say that do you think brooklyn's a better defensive team than milwaukee if i pulled up numbers and they said that they are brooklyn is a better defensive team than milwaukee yes because i have numbers and stats on my side you watching both of those teams you think Brooklyn plays better defense. I watch Brooklyn play better defense against them. I hope they play. I hope they do too. I, I really hope they play. I hope they do too. That's because something I actually really want. 
I I I have I I don't if like I, I saw the Milwaukee recipe to beat is, them. Milwaukee to me is the boogeyman. So yeah, I, I actually think Brooklyn can beat Boston. Um, I'm, mm, I I think mm, Milwaukee can beat. Mm. I mean, excuse me, Brooklyn can beat an email less Boston team. I think Brooklyn can beat an email less Boston. Team. I don't know. I'm still waiting. Philly Philly <laughs> scares me. I have to. Can't I have trust to see. James Harden, but. After that, I mean, I think the East is. I think the East is open. I think the East is open too. That's where it's like uh, the Milwaukee Brooklyn match, a potential Milwaukee Brooklyn matchup, is something I want. And it's it's purely it's no, it's not even because I hate Giannis. It's because I saw a recipe to beat them, and it, it all starts with making Giannis's life difficult passing. That's where it starts. If you have somebody who can meet him at the point of attack, once you get to the three-point line, when he starts to drop his shoulder and start playing football, like it makes a difference. And Brooklyn has two guys who could do that. And I saw him when he tried to judo throw Nick Claxton when Nick Claxton grabbed the ball. If you can frustrate Giannis, you can you can make it work. It's the same thing with, with the Nets. If you get Kevin Durant in turnover fucking mode, you're going to win. We'll see. That's still a couple of months on the line. And this could all be mute because, like you said, we don't know what trades Brooklyn's going to do. And if Brooklyn, does, if, do, if Brooklyn uh, pulls off a trade where they can get a guy like John Collins and then you have a third guy that you could throw into that fucking throw a, throw a body at Giannis who could defend him rather, like, well. So here's a different fresh body. Here's a different fresh body. You have down the down the fucking uh, three possessions in a row a different body on Giannis that could do something different. The the strength of Ben, the the length of Claxton, and then like the versatility of uh, a John Collins. That could be troublesome. Can it not be? It can be. I'm smiling because I like how you. Went all the way without saying that they'll beat them because you don't want to be too cocky. I think they can. But yeah, I think they can. I, obviously, I can't predict anything. I'm not going to say anything because you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what team would walk into the playoffs. But as can we call him Nikola Vucevic over here or fucking something? Like I'm getting sick pick. of this. That'd be a good pickup. Actually. I just want somebody who could fucking rebound, man. Rebound and shoot. He'd be, he'd be a very good pickup for y'all. Pull Brooke Lopez's bitch ass out of the paint. My, my, point, my point is, as currently constructed, I think Milwaukee is winning that series. Uh, but my point, again, is I don't trust their Javon Carters, their Grayson Allens, their uh, Joe Ingles. Is, like, I, don't, I don't trust those guys. And those are the guys that win you series. Just as they were the guys that lost them last year. They lost last year because Chris Middleton got hurt. They lost. They, they lost last they, year because Chris Middleton got hurt. If their role players made their shots, like they win that series, Mike. They lost last year because Chris Middleton got hurt. When 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 your shooters in your lineup don't make their shots, Dylan, like they lost. They last went year to seven Middleton. without him. That's it's, the thing. 
They exactly. went seven without him, and if we can was healthy, speculate that they win that. Series. But but again, we don't have the ability to see that, and there's not even hindsight to show you that. All we can go off of, right, is what actually happened. And when you go and you see what actually happened, you get the Grayson Allen's missed a ton of fucking shots. Drew Holiday couldn't score more than fourteen points a game. And do you not remember last year Anthony screaming from the rooftops, Drew, Drew Holiday should be scoring 25? And I'm sitting here, Drew Holiday's not that guy. Like, he doesn't do that. That's not his role. He's like, but it needs to be. It needs to be. I was like, Drew Holiday is not the person who's going to do that. Very rarely is he going to take that upon himself to do that. That's not his role. That's not what he does. So since you didn't get the extra five to six points from Drew Holiday and then your guys are missing threes, that's why they lost. Not because Chris Milton didn't play, because guess what? Milton's not in that stat sheet. He's not in the box score. You can only go based off of what actually happened on that that argument. That argument doesn't serve because we're not going to sit here and act like we all don't know that if Karen Durant played in that finals, that Golden State wouldn't have beat Toronto. Like, we're not going to play this game. We know Golden State would beat them because Golden State would have been better. I but know when you are in a situation where you were with Chris Middleton, you are in a situation where you were in the seven game series and you played went to seven games without, without him, your second without best player, him, and they still your... could have won. That's so the Dylan, difference. They still could what have won. What happens if you add that talent? They are better, which means that should get them. Over, but again, home. you can't ignore what the product on the court was, right? Because guess what? He didn't play, so you can't ignore what the role players did and or they didn't do. Different with him on the floor because they're not stretched as thin. You don't need Drew Holiday to get that extra six to eight points because Chris Middleton is there to pick that up. You you don't need Drew Holiday to get that extra six to eight points if Grayson Allen doesn't go over four <laughs> when he shoots. If Javon Carter doesn't just chuck up bricks <laughs> when he goes over three. Like those are the things that make up for it, right? When your role players do what they're supposed to do, you win. Perfect example. Game seven. Who hit every fucking open shot imaginable in that game seven in that Boston Milwaukee series? Uh, Do you not remember? No. Grant Williams. Oh. Grant Williams hit every fucking three pointer that he fucking took and he went fucking supernova. But Dylan, are you going to sit here and tell me that in your heart, you do not believe that if Kyrie does not get hurt, they don't beat Milwaukee. Oh, no, no. I believe, well, I'm a fan. That's the difference. I'm a fan of that team. It's a little bit different here. And I the have, same, but I also have logic. every reason to believe because Mil- Middleton didn't play in that series. Kyrie did. So I have proof as to why I think that. Because remember, packed up by Fody. You remember you remember packed up by Fody. That's why I believe that. If Kyrie didn't play, then I'd be like, oh, I don't know. But 
let's do James Harden. James Harden didn't play. If he doesn't get hurt, do they win that series? I don't know. Probably not. Who knows? But all I know is he got hurt 13 seconds into the game, into the series. <laughs> so throw him out into the fucking wolves. But again, I can only judge off of what happened, and I will tell you why the, the Nets lost that series. Not because Kyrie Irving didn't play or James Harden was a shell of himself, because Joe Harris went 0 for 6. If Joe Harris makes two of his shots, there's a different outcome. But he choked. I'm not going to sit here and blame Kyrie and all the and James Harden because history won't show that they didn't play. History will just show that this Nets team lost. All I can say is, man, if Kevin Durant and Jeff Green weren't the only fucking people who showed up to play basketball in that series in the last two games, who knows what could have happened? I don't know. It's tough because. Logic tells us the team is better with these players, and we see how far they went without them. So if you improve the team, logic will tell me that that would improve the result. But 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 the role players making the shots they miss doesn't. But the team as a whole, it's different shots. It's no, different. no, 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 no. I asked a question. Better. If we're going to just assume the that team... – here's the thing. If we're going to just say that the team is better – when he plays, imagine a team whose role players hits their shots and they win without him. And then they get him back, potentially. Then they're even better. But they didn't lose because Chris Middleton didn't play. They lost because their role players missed their shots. That's what happened. That is actually what happened. If I pull up the stat sheet and the box score and I see piss-poor shooting and a score that correlates as Boston won by, let's say for shit's eagle, 10 points, right? If they if Boston wins game six by 10 points, and I see that Grayson Allen went 0 for 4, and Javon Carter went 0 for 3, and Drew Holiday shot 1 for, four, one for 5, if each of them makes two threes, two out of their X amount of missed threes. But the problem with what you're saying is your what if and my what if aren't in the same universe. Yeah, mine mine is in the same universe in which they played. Yours and is in I'm not universe. talking about that universe. I'm I know. talking about the universe that if Chris Middleton plays. This is a different world. Yes, so what, ha- what actually we'll happened in that in the world. Game, but what actually happened in that game doesn't affect anything over here with what I'm saying. But we don't live in that world. We live in the world that I'm talking about. That's why it's a hypothetical. I deal in absolutes, Michael. You know this. You stink or you don't. <laughs> that ain't that the truth. Like, like I, that, I, I can only stinks. it'd be like that. <laughs> we deal in absolutes here, Michael. And I don't, I don't live in that fantasy world. I live in the world that it actually happens. Last time I checked, Chris Middleton didn't play a minute in them series, so it doesn't matter. So you think that Golden State would have lost either way? No, I don't think that. But I can only talk about what actually happened. But so, here's the thing. But here's the thing. Hold on. Here, let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. But let me go ahead and do this. me for thinking it's the same because thing. Because Chris Middleton never stepped foot on the court. 
in those series. Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson did. Kevin Durant played a quarter. No, he played two, two quarters. quarters. <laughs> two quarters. And was playing a third. <laughs> Listen, if you step on the, on the court and play and then something like that happens, then yeah, I'll give you. Like, I have every right to say if Kyrie Irving didn't get hurt, we could win because he played in that series. He impacted that series at some point, correct? Yes. Kevin Durant impacted that series at some point, correct? For a half. He was cooking. Minutes. He was co- no. He was cooking Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I don't think he played more than ten minutes. He 10 minutes. was cooking Kawhi Leonard. Did he not make a difference in that series? No, they still lost that game. He was impacting they that game. Did he? Was he not? Was he impacting Wait, that win? game? Did they win the game? In the minutes played? that he played, did he make an impact? Yes or no? Yes. Did they? Okay. Win? Cool. So he did impacted the game. That game, though. no, because he got hurt. But he played. So he, this is the Roz argument. He played though, but he got hurt. Doesn't matter. He so now his impact is more valuable that he's off the court because he was playing and already made an impact. Where Chris Middleton didn't play a second of the series, so he made zero impact on the series. So if a guy plays in the series, makes an impact, and now you no longer have that guy, it's different. If you go into the series never having that guy, you don't have to prepare for life with him. You are running from the fact that you understand what I'm saying, and you do not want to (laughs) give that up. You know exactly what I mean. I know that there are countless situations where we – do you in think which... we just said it earlier in tonight's show that if Lamar Jackson played against the Bengals, the Ravens win that game? They probably win, but we don't know. We don't live in that universe. Who, who who's fighting on in March? I, I I'm done with this with you. I'm not doing this. I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. We have one topic left. Dylan Williams. I'm I'm not running in circles with you. Dylan Williams. Four o'clock in the morning. Well, a certain man has announced that he's fighting. He sent the facts. He's and back. It, it's the GOAT. GOAT Jones. John Jones. How do you pronounce uh it's Cyril? Cyril gone. Cyril. Cyril gone. Tricky with his first name. Cyril. The key word here is the vacant heavyweight title. Yes. Because Francis Ngannou... The real heavyweight champion. ...went into a negotiation reaching. (laughs) Reaching for everything. He wanted sponsors. He wanted sponsors, their own sponsors on the tights, which all of us think that that should be a thing. But in the deal that you have... That can't, with the UFC, it can't be done. So yeah. why are you asking for the UFC to break contract for it's you? Never, it's never gonna happen. Like that's silly. Like I get what you're doing, and like you could go fight anywhere else and have that and make more money, like and do your thing, man. I get that, but a major company is not going to break contract for you, no matter how good you are. They got tons of money from that. Tons. 
and no, they're not doing that. Healthcare for all fighters. This is your contract. Yeah. <laughs> this is your contract. Like, what are we doing here? Like everything that he's doing is just like out of like not even out of the realm of possibility. It's just like, why would Dana do anything that you're asking? It just seems unreasonable. But at the same time, I like think I get also, what he's doing. It's admirable. It still comes down to money. And, you know, we could put all this out. We know what the bottom line is. The UFC didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him because they're cheap. And they don't want to pay these fighters anything. And it would have cost them more money than they would have wanted because the money it would have cost them to pay John Jones, who could negotiate every fight, and Ngannou, who can negotiate every fight, they would have actually had to pay them what they're worth. The and problem the is the, that fight would have been massive. And the UFC still is too cheap to do it. Still too the cheap. problem is you pay Ngannou that money, right? And this isn't me defending the UFC or anything, but here's like the situation that you run into when you pay him that money. The heavyweight division isn't good. It's not, but you have a star. You have two now stars. So what happens place. after this fight, right? Let's say this is Ngannou Jones. And you you do that fight. It does major numbers. Who do you fight next? That man. Again? After yep. he after we saw Ngannou wrestle him? Yes. Which was one of the horrible, most horrifying sights I think I've ever seen in my life. You, you sell it because we all know that Ngannou was on one leg. We all know that. It, it, yeah. It's documented. He was injured. Yeah. So and that's how you sell that fight. You can still sell the Blades fight. You, you cannot can, sell a Curtis Blades you, fight. With Tengano, you can. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. There is no part of Curtis Blades that is remotely, like, <laughs> remotely, like, sellable. Like, what do you... I, I, like, I, I like Curtis Blades, but he's not even in the same realm <laughs> as Ngannou. Not even in the same realm of Ngannou. Not even close. Maybe if this was Ngannou six years ago, <laughs> after he first fought Stipe and Stipe just laid on him before he knew how to do takedown defense <laughs> or learned how to grapple. But the scariest thing was watching him grapple fucking God. That was horrifying. The fact that he could kill you with a touch and then also wrestle you. Horrifying. Curtis Blades would, would die. He would die. I think, but I the, the, the outcome of the fight doesn't matter. It's the fact of can you sell it? And I think you absolutely could have. I think you could have sold that. Fight. There's not a, the only heavyweight in here that you can actually sell outside of Ngannou is Jones. There, Stipe doesn't sell anymore. Uh, Gone isn't going to sell you anything. Curtis Blades is the closest thing you could probably get, or uh, Derek Lewis, like, but he stinks. So, <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, the heavyweight division is not good. There, it's old. The heavyweight division is fucking old. So, like, how do you sell these fights? So, you're giving Ganu this bag, this bag for him fighting bums. But that's what we just did with uh, Jones for his last two, three fights. Well, yeah, it just so ha- like 
what Jones grew up fighting versus what the light heavyweight division turned into are two different things. But you still have to sell those fights. You, they they seriously sold. But they us don't John sell... Jones versus Dominic Reyes. That was an actual pay per view. Yeah, it was an actual pay per view. And but you're they... telling me that you can sell that fight, but you can't sell Engano versus Blaze? I I disagree with that. I I, I, I disagree. With the that. level of competition, even still, like that Dominic Cruz fight. Like, look at Dominic Cruz now. I mean, Dominic Reyes now. Watch. He hasn't won a fight since. Watch. He 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 took that out of John Jones and lost every bit of momentum and just gets knocked out every fucking chance he gets. Like that that light heavyweight division was not good. The light heavyweight division now is better than what it was like three years ago. I don't think so. Still weak. It's weak, but it's better than it was. It's not the murderer's row that John had to go through when he what like became champ. When he won it. Like, but I mean, we're about to have he, when he we, won it and then did like his first six defenses. We potentially could have a four. What is it? 42, 43 year old as a champion. And God was like not, like sixty. <laughs> we ain't never seen an Ngannou birth certificate. <laughs> now Ngannou isn't Ngannou like in his forties or thirty eight? I don't think he's that. I think he's like thirty four. Francis Ngannou. Where's the Wikipedia? Does it not have his birthday? Oh, he's 36. There you go. And John Jones is 35. Which means it's coming. John is going to get... John is gonna get knocked out soon. It's coming. Yeah, the, the bigger for the bigger fighters give him problems. It's Those the only, the only the only guys who have ever given him real problems are the bigger dudes. And in DC when he clipped him. Mm-hmm. John likes to stick his chin out. A lot. But John has a chin. <laughs> that's that's just the difference. Uh John has a fucking massive chin. Like he, he that's just middle to granite. He ate Dominic Reyes's punches, like he ate uh, Tiago um, Tiago Alves or yeah Silva Tiago Silva Silva Silva, and then uh, the 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 Gustafson war. That that is the biggest what if to me. What if the judges would have went with Gustafson there? God, that's that was forever ago. It was. I was still living in my mom's house when that fight happened. God, I was—I think, I, man, I. What year was that fight? Like 2012, 2012, 2013? I think 13, 13. When did that take place? 2013. I was 19 years old. Hmm. That is almost a full decade baby wow almost a full decade ago and this guy's still going everybody else from that era is gone is gone gone. and this guy's still going and he's the goat (laughs) if you anybody argues me i don't care i don't care about the 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 ped pops that that has something to do with it though i don't care the the terribinol or whatever the fuck is not like no 
PEDs and MMA are weird. They're absolutely weird. Like, I, I just don't understand it, because PED isn't going to make DC's head duck that way and just eat a head kick. <laughs> I mean, that's true, and that's how I feel about baseball. He's not going to make I don't like Barry Bonds see a ball or a strike and hit it 400 feet. I mean, the 400 feet part, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe 360. Yeah, but a home run's a home run. Like the whole, uh, he was taking Viagra to do this. So like, okay, I don't care. Like Chad Johnson popped a Viagra before every game. <laughs> <laughs> that shit doesn't bother me. The the fact that he was using a powerlifting like uh, supplement that ticked off the USADA tests. Like that's what's like, especially because at that time with the DC fights, he was like powerlifting oh. with his brother. <laughs> and he coked out. Coked out, yeah. And again, coke's not good. like binging coke after and before a fight. Probably not good. If he was doing coke like right before the fight, then yeah, I'd probably say he's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're gonna do that, then Lawrence Taylor's a fucking cheater because <laughs> that man was doing fucking coke in the locker room before games, <laughs> doing lines on the fucking sideline. <laughs> we'll see, but I know. Nobody has a resume like this man. No. His resume well, is untouchable. No, he's, he's pretty good. Untouchable. The, 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 the goats that he beat up. This man. Beat the fuck up. <laughs> we'll have to have a chalk talk on this topic. Yeah, because uh, the only other person you can tell me is Anderson. That's uh, the person that I have in my mind. It's the only other person is Anderson, but and even Anderson's level of competition for a while wasn't as good as what John's was. We'll have a talk talk on this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and beat up Chael's son in twice. <laughs> even <laughs> though he was losing that first one, and then he just probably beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Shout out to GSP. Shout out to GSP. It's my guy. All right. Look at us. Two know. men, three hours. Doesn't it, change. Yeah. Doesn't change. Not, nothing changes. But it, um, it, it was fun. It was fun. No trivia tonight because obviously it's just two of us. Uh, so yeah. Uh, follow us. Hit that like, share, subscribe. Uh, we're getting We're getting a little better on the socials. Hopefully to continuously get better on the socials. Everyone that watched our last episode and drove those numbers up, we appreciate you. Gracias. Uh, yeah, Dylan, go ahead take uh, take us home. Did I put the thing up here where you can find us on every platform: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Twitch, YouTube. We're on everything. Uh, yeah. You don't got to give me the solo. We can just stay like this. Uh, Just the two of us. Underscore podcast, poppy underscore on all social media platforms. Uh, Appreciate all the listeners. Last episode that went up. uh, Thank you for, uh, for watching. I think it's really, it was really cool to put the love back into, into the, the editing process. Even (laughs) though like whenever we have trivia, I always like, 
because <laughs> usually with the pods of editing them i can skip a bunch and get to certain parts and do what i have to do trivia i literally have to sit there and micro listen to every millisecond mm-hmm. of it to make sure i could get the corrects and the the correct dings and the incorrect buzzers in there while also still making sure the music plays all the way through it's a fucking just for it's a 45 minute ordeal <laughs> to edit the fucking thing. but it's always a good time because the product always comes out great and the ones that i put the more love into always end up performing rather well so it's good to see my point proven uh but yeah hopefully we get some cool chalk talks going me and mike talked about some ideas last night or earlier before the pod uh about mm-hmm. doing some shorter form content as well when we all have free time because that screw that that share screen feature is untapped wow. potential for real. <laughs> it's very it's fun. fun. So yeah, thank you for listeners. Follow on all the platforms. See you next week. Yes, uh, I will echo that. Thank you everyone for watching. Getting those numbers up. We are committed to being more active, letting y'all know where to find us and how to reach us. And like Dylan said, we're gonna have some more content that's what we're all about this year is content 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 uh follow me on the socials iam underscore mbj on the socials shout out to the fellas uh we hopefully will have a full house next week uh not sure Roz will be joining us hopefully soon he's in the process of relocating so whenever he gets internet and he's back on the grid He'll be back on the show. Uh, <laughs> Captain Hindsight, Captain Literal Man. Captain Hindsight himself. We will have him back. Shout out to Breezy, everyone. And uh, yeah. We'll yeah, Breezy had a long day yesterday. Yes, he, <laughs> he did. He had a long day. Yes, he did. I know he had a long day. He was barely in the chat today. Oh. He's probably on snore number 16 right now. Right, Anthony but just disappeared. Completely, but a shout out to me for beating Anthony in Madden today because Anthony ran from me today. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony was running. Absolutely, he ran from me. So we'll take the win. Uh, and yeah, we are out. We will be back next week. And with that, we say good night. <laughs>